Oh, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of Bottom of the Bill. We got our boy Jack Miller here uh, joining us today. How you doing, Jack? Swell. How about you guys? Doing well. We got to yeah, do I'm our obligatory good. cheers real quick, yes. though. Cheers, friends. Good to see you, boys. Yeah, yes, sir. Hell yeah, man. Oh, I forgot a drink. <laughs> so, uh, before we get started with everything, we just want to... Um, Take a moment to thank all of the sponsors that we've had uh, for the show up until this point. Uh, Wicked Barley, Brews here in Riverside, um, Captain Jack Smokehouse up in Fernandina, uh, Sidecar in San Marco, Harleston Scotch, a Scotch Company based out of Florida, and you should definitely check them out. There, They have some amazing product it's pretty good and then uh spliffs as well yeah way to go spliffs huh yeah spliffs is dope yeah all these people you, everyone should be supporting these these businesses not like as much as you possibly can because they're awesome they're they're hard working and trying to keep it going just like everybody else so um also i did want to uh, let everybody know that we're going back into the studio a couple weeks to to keep the you know keep the momentum we're gonna going finish that Hopefully we're going to finish it, but uh, we're doing our documentary as well, along with the album. So we're interested in any questions that you might have uh, about what it's like to be in the recording studio for a band or an artist, or any personal and questions or any that you per- might have. Yeah, any kind of questions. I have a question off the bat. Okay. <laughs> there's there's always one person when you go to the studio who sleeps the most while in Billy. <laughs> 100% Billy. 100%. I was, that was going to be my guess. I can't help it, man. It's like, it's just Billy. like, just so quiet and it's like dark and it's comfortable. And I'm just like, it's the same, it's the same, it's like hypnotizing, like riff over and over again. I'm like, I'm taking a nap, boys. Yeah. Uh, I don't <laughs> even try to take a nap. I'm just like, well, that's how you know you love it is because you love the music because, you know, normally you go in there if there's somebody banging on something or doing this, you're like, oh, God. Oh, you hate again. it. Yeah. You're like, oh, I can hear the improvement. Oh, they're trying this. And then it's hard to fall asleep, but then you just and then you wake. Out. Then you wake up out of it. You wake yeah, up yeah. out of it, and then you don't like anything that I did when I, when, while you were sleeping. <laughs> right. So no. I have to go at, so, which was possibly a couple hundred dollars down the drain because I have to go yeah. back and redo it. Well, it's not it. my money. So, anyways, so. Uh, you said, uh, 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 yeah, I, uh, I apologize profusely but, about that. Yeah, you did. No, you're doing a great job. I know. I felt so awful that I fell asleep. Uh, Billy should win producer of the year, by the way. Producer of the year. Sits back there and sleeps. I'll tell you that much. Do you know why? It's because you did so well. Okay. Uh, <laughs> just wants to live up to your standard, man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so um, if you guys have any questions about what the, uh, what the process is like or if there's any, anything you might be interested in about being in the recording studio or anything the band's involved in, really, uh, feel free to ask us, and then we'll answer the questions in the documentary for you guys. Um, is, that why, is that why you go to – are you saying that you go to sleep in the studio too? Because I would imagine because if you play drums, you're like, I'm dumb first, and then you're like, all right. <laughs> Uh, depends. <laughs> depends on whether I'm a hired gun or yeah, <laughs> if okay. I actually have some money in the saddle. Yeah, yeah that's right. Know? Yeah, I guess that's why. Well, we do have money in the saddle. It's it's it's. it's I the band has it. money in the saddle. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the company. Know, so. does. It's not just a side hustle. Right. No, it's not. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. Uh, also, shout out to Dogmatic Recording Studios, where we actually record all yeah. of our music at. Down and Christian in and Jay, Beach. if they're watching. Yeah. Thank you for everything. Guys. Um, anyways, so let's get right to it. Uh, Jack, just give us a little bit of background about who you are, what you do. Yeah, what's, what's your deal? What's your deal? 
what is it that you do here? <laughs> I ask myself that every day. <laughs> what am I doing here? It's like that Matthew McConaughey commercial. Which one? The, car. the Lincoln. We, yeah, the Lincoln. What are we doing here? Yeah. What is anybody doing here? <laughs> where are my car keys? Yeah. I always uh, liken it to the, my car keys. Uh, I, I always liken it to uh, the office space when they're uh, when they're going office space so like when they go into interview. Everyone's like, so what is it? That you do here. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, that's a good movie. Yeah. Uh, Anyways. Well, and I'm, so I'm from Atlanta. Um, oh, is that what that stands for? ATU. <laughs> all the livers. Well, all the livers. <laughs> all the livers. All, right. all, right. all the livers. <laughs> Jesus Christ. The pink ones, the red ones. Okay. Uh, no, so I'm from Atlanta, and uh, I lived there for about 15 years of my life. And uh, how I kind of got into music was my, my dad was a drummer, and um, he had this big old Ludwig kit um, that he would keep in the shower of our basement. Because remember, in Georgia, there are things called hills. Yeah, there's so basements. So you actually have houses that are more than two stories. Right? <laughs> no, I'm not, I'm not from here either. I'm from Kentucky, but I know about basements. Oh, okay. Yeah. You, you, that's why we get along. Yeah. We know about this basement. We know stuff. about basements, dude. I've Great place s- to hide a body. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. That is true. Um, don't judge me. Uh, um, no, so m- my dad would keep uh, his drums in our uh, basement shower, and I always, for the longest time, I thought they were a rocket ship. So I would climb inside <laughs> the bass drum because I'm, I'm talking about these Ludwig drums were John Bonham sized drums. Old rock I mean, they're, yeah. they're bigger than even what's considered big. Would your dad use like 28 inch drumsticks and everything like that? Just a normal. He, he's a giant. He, he might as well. I mean, he's about my height. Us Millers are shorter people. And then we put just well, it's a short clan. Yeah, but, but just like a giant giant drum set and a, a tiny person. Well, that was that was the tiny, funny sorry. thing is that, yeah. you know, I'm just imagine how short I was back when I think I was in fifth grade. Because yeah. I'd taken piano lessons going up to then, so I, I played some piano and uh, me and a bunch of buddies and I would create songs and stuff. Um, just for fun, you know, wasn't anything serious until I actually started getting the drums. Then it got kind of serious. And um, so one day my dad was like, you know, let me pull these out and I'll show you how to play a groove. The first groove you show me, boom, bat, boom, boom, da, boom, boom, bat, boom, boom. Bat. I, I've met a lot of great drummers. I've, you know, seen a lot of great drummers from all over the world. But I've yet to see anybody that could play that beat with that intensity as much as my dad. So I always owe my dad that. That's awesome. That's yeah. pretty dope. Is your dad man. like a like like a jazz drummer or like a rock drummer? What was his What was his bag? Sounds like rock to me. Both, yeah. both. Um, so you had like the knowledge. He had, he had like the background of jazz and everything as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he he didn't follow through with it in college or anything like that. But um, you know, he he knew his stuff. But um, so I, I got into that in fifth grade, and then I did the whole uh, band thing in middle school. That's when you, you could start, but uh, you couldn't start right away. You had to play in wind instrument first. So <laughs> I played trombone first, and uh, immediately when I was able to switch, I said, I can't keep playing trombone. And they said, why? I'm like, it's taller than me. <laughs> <laughs> so they're like, well, do you do anything else? I play drums. There you go. <laughs> Yeah, you, you can know? be like Mr. Holland's opus and play the big bass drum. You ever seen that movie? <laughs> no, no. What? Okay, all right. I'm the only person. <laughs> I haven't seen movies. I'm sorry. That's, that's one thing you'll you'll learn about me. Is Great. That. <laughs> now we have something <laughs> in common. That's all I, I had. That's all I do. <laughs> I'm not a big movies guy either. I 
I like them, just never just haven't seen a lot of them. I, I'm <laughs> agreed. All right. Finally, someone yeah. gets me. But no, so I, I kept on doing band all the way through high school, and um, I think the point that I realized I wanted to do this professionally is that I, uh, I knew I had a knack for it, and I was uh, very concerned with using music, using what I consider to be a, a gift, you know, something that is bestowed upon a person that could positively impact the world. Is how I look at anybody that's good at anything, you know. Um, yeah. And whether it's wasted or not is up to that individual. But I, I was somehow able to recognize that, and I had a really, really good friend of mine um, who was diagnosed with leukemia, and I decided that uh, let's let's put on a benefit concert. I was in a classic rock cover band um, that for a while was actually the singer for. I was the singer really? and the drummer. Yeah. Does um, it all, kids. Puberty was harsh. <laughs> <laughs> puberty was a bee. Oh, for man. For sure. And uh, so I wasn't the singer anymore, but I uh, I coordinated the entire thing. I booked the bands. I, I got sponsors. We got, like, Publix to give us a cake. We got, you know, pizzas donated, everything. Um, and at the end of the day, we raised around five thousand dollars five thousand four thousand something wow, like that that's awesome and to be able to see that type of impact and you know it, it's it's one thing to you know do it for a good cause we've all done those events where it's like oh you know the money goes towards a good cause and it's gonna you know help pay for kids lunches or something you're like great you know that that's such a good cause but then it's another thing when it's somebody that you've known for more than five years and being able to know that you helped contribute to their well-being. Yeah, man. Music can solve a lot of problems. How about, yeah, yeah. I, 100%. Yeah. That's kind of how I do it. Yeah. Just because it's out of beauty, and I want to make people dance and have fun. Smile. Yeah. yeah. I it, feel like I just, whatever I have to create is worth people listening to. That's all I do it for. Well, that is seated. <laughs> well, if you, if you hell, have a good heart, then people listen. You know, the people that come at it from a good attitude he's got two hearts I've got you got two hearts <laughs> yeah he's reptilian <laughs> <laughs> that's good cold-blooded yeah cold-blooded <laughs> at he gets it but uh, no th- so uh, after that i realized you know that's the thing that keeps me going through all the bad times through the ups and the downs is remembering that yeah i, I use this to pay my bills and yeah, it's like a ladder. You work your way up and, you know, you meet better people at the instrument and you have different experiences, both good and bad as far as level of ability. But I think a, a thing that has helped keep me humble, because trust me, I used to be the most arrogant asshole in high school. You know, you get to the top and you think when you're in high school, you obviously think you're at the top of the world and right. there's nothing else. And then you go to college and, or wherever <laughs> the, the real world. Yeah. Uh, and you learned a thing or two, hopefully, hopefully. Uh, yeah. yeah. And, uh, it becomes more than just a job. And that's what keeps me going. Whenever it's I a get lifestyle, the bro. Yeah, it is. It is a lifestyle no, for I sure. Know. Billy doesn't know what that's like yet. I he still works a regular like. job. <laughs> I do. I do have a, a, a job. Yeah, that's right. It's okay. That's no shame, man. I'm as long as the heart's in the good place. It's because I'm not good. 
I won't argue that. Dropping <laughs> <laughs> no. all his key parts in the studio. Yeah. <laughs> no, while he's asleep. That's yeah, right. While I'm asleep, yeah. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> well, that's okay. Um, I'll get there eventually. That's what they say. Well, <laughs> what was your uh, experience like going to you? You studied. You you started at UNF, or did you transfer there from another school? So yeah, I, I started at UNF, and it was it was weird because you know in high school I was applying. What year did you start? I was wondering if you were there at the same time. I, I went in directly as a freshman, so I started 2014, the Four, fall. 14. Yeah, I started earlier than that. Never mind. Keep going. I, I, remember, I remember you kind of talking yeah. to me about this. Didn't last very long. Yeah, yeah I remember. Semester <laughs> of classical program was like, I'm done. How much, how much did you take? I didn't even bother. <laughs> uh, I, knew, I knew I wasn't Smart good enough. Smart man. Yeah, I knew I wasn't good <laughs> enough. I, but anyways, yeah, okay. I'm sorry to interrupt. So... I was applying to all these schools in the high school, and and I was getting into all of them, I think. But um, my at, all through high school, I studied with this guy named Justin Varnes. Shout out to Justin Varnes, Jacksonville native. Love the dude. Um, he was the jazz drum set teacher at Georgia State University, which is kind of like Georgia's jazz school. Um, and he, he went to UNF uh, back in the 90s, and he's like, top call southeastern guy um for jazz and he said did you apply to unf the great danny gottlieb teaches there i said no so i applied there and i uh talked to danny on the phone he's like did you do you have anything of your playing i sent him a video of myself playing and i got an email right back i want to go ahead and offer you my spot in the studio i didn't even audition it was in the fall wow so most people don't find out uh when they're going to music school until or what school they're going to, or if even they've been accepted until the spring. So I had college, after I came down here and visited and kind of knew, like, it, it felt comfortable, it felt like home. UNF is a smaller community, yeah. which I liked. You, you, it's not like you're a, another fish in the sea. It's still competitive in a sense. Very but, much so. you know, you can actually really work on yourself uh, rather than putting through the ringer. Um, at UNF, which is why I liked it so much. But that's how I kind of came to the decision, and uh, in part with you know Danny Gottlieb being a Grammy Award-winning drummer, um, <clears throat> one of the I think a, a true innovator and a torch carrier in many senses for drumming. He's got quite the resume. For oh, sure. a- anybody. He's played with everybody. Um, what was it like studying under him? Well, he, I will put a million dollars. I will never meet a nicer person. I, I swear. I promise you, I will not meet a nicer person uh, for the rest of my life. And uh, That's awesome. That's we, good, to, good to hear about him for sure. Yeah. And, you know, studying with him for six years uh, through my bachelor's and then really the reason why I went back for my master's was to learn from Danny more and uh, help him do research and write books and stuff like that. But, uh, you know, a guy like that that's willing to reach out with his heart because he's always on tour. He he's not there every week, right? And he actually lives in Nashville, um, but when he's he's there every other week, you know, he's there for you guys. You know, hang out with you, so you hang out with him for six hours a day. And being around a person that that's kind, that kind and that giving, it, it really m- makes a 
big impact on you. Yeah. So, you know, we, we talk on the phone at least once a week. and Still? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, we're great. actually working on a book together. Oh, hell right yeah. Now. Yeah. Cool. So that's it's, awesome. it's really, really fun. The, the guy that we're writing a book on is really awesome. I can't say, you can't say any more name? than that, but it's... That's got to be going to be really cool. That's yeah, got to be very exciting, man. It I mean, is, and he quite the honor to be working with him in that in that capacity. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, one of his other books, you know, you can find it in guitar centers, right? Yeah, you know, it's not just one of those things like, oh, you know, have you heard of this rare obscure thing? Like, no, you can go to a music store and it's like, well, that's right I, that's how I first heard about him before anything else because I wasn't like I didn't grow up listening to jazz and wasn't like big into it until I got older mm -hmm. so like I remember when I worked at Sam Ash when I was like 20 21 years old I saw an instructional video it was at Danny Gottlieb and I was like I've never heard of this guy before so they put it on and I was like that dude's a fucking animal yeah and absolutely. then I just Dude. remember hearing this you know later like down the Mah uh, Mahavishnu or Orchestra and like you know Pat Metheny trio and and like and or Pat Metheny group sorry and like, and, like all these other you know credits i'm just like yo this guy is like an animal you know he just does it all i was just talking to somebody this morning how i was telling them that i got into bass um and i was telling them i i got i love motown love it love it love it uh there's a great documentary called standing in the shadow of um, yeah motown. So it's a great documentary it's awesome documentary but there's a transcription book that goes along with it for uh bass. all the bass parts yeah interesting so i picked that up and foolishly you know i the great James Jamerson. It's not mm -hmm. the best place to start, but I was picking at the easier ones. It was fun because I love the songs. And I was talking to a friend this morning at a gig, and um, he was like, James Jamerson, you can't start with James Jamerson. Why don't you start with Donald Duck Dunn? And I'm like, oh, yeah, Donald Duck Dunn. Danny used to tour with them all the time with the Blues Brothers. That's pretty cool. <laughs> you know? That's pretty so cool. So it's, it's very cool being able to have that direct reference to these guys that are just like pillars. Yeah. Totally, the, man. The, the Blues Brothers? The Blues Brothers. Like Dan Aykroyd? Dan Aykroyd. That's Hang on, that they, is my they first on, date movie. They, <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's, a, that's not a bad one. If you can't get past the Blues Brothers with me, then it's not going to work. Well, yeah, it's true. I guess, yeah, you're weeding out people who don't like music. But I would say, uh, 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 I didn't know the Blues Brothers went on tour. Yeah, for yeah, sure. They're, they're like Tenacious there. D. Huh? Kind of like a Tenacious yeah. D. That's they, how they were? There's a cool documentary that... <laughs> I, I saw the other day on the making of the Blues Brothers. <laughs> that movie's and, amazing. Don't oh, get the movie me wrong. is amazing. And the thing is, and the all the music band, is incredible um, too. Yeah. The the band was basically a collective of mostly guys that would play on Saturday Night Live at the time. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. uh, but um, but then they so they went on tour. Was this before or after the probably after the movie? Right. It was a, it was after the movie. They did some uh, like weird you know once a year special event type performances okay. until dan Aykroyd actually wrote the script for it yeah, and everything right. until it came fully formed i can't remember how long it was at least you know two years till he had fully formed did they start filming and everything but i love yeah i love that movie just just it's like the best musical ever yeah. <laughs> like because it's not a music like it is a musical and everything like that but it's just yeah. like Everybody like the, 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 the my, my my favorite scene in that movie is hands down when Ray Charles does with the pawn shop. Oh yeah, and it's like the best do, ever. Do, do, and he knows do, do, immediately do, that he's do, like do, someone do, stealing do. something and everything like that. Yeah, that'd be great <laughs> get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> he shoots the gun. Yeah, I, I love Blue <laughs> I love their accents and everything. I'm from Chicago. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, Danny has just such a, a huge amount of resources, um, and again. 
he's so giving with his time when he's here and he's kind of like a doctor in in the same way that I base the way I teach is that if he he sees a deficiency in your playing and he'll see it yeah. <laughs> uh, <Imagine>. believe me <laughs> many deficiencies in my playing to this day but he'll say okay let's work on this he won't say oh well we haven't worked on this so therefore we cannot do that first you know he wants you to be the best that you can be so therefore you, he has to build you up from where you are not saying like all right, I know you know this and this and this, but we got to do it my way, and we got to make sure that you know this that you might not ever even use. You right, know? right. And that's what was so appealing about him, even from back when I took my first lesson with him. That's awesome, man. It's really important for teachers, uh, professors, in his case, to, to uh, be able to cater to their students in that regard, I think. Yeah. One of the biggest things, like why I never took lessons or why like I, I took piano lessons when I was a kid, and it was all like, classical style so it's just very like you know read through the books and just learn how to read music and then just play and i hated it so much i loved i loved music but i hated the fact that i just had to sit there and play through these books i wanted to play when i was a kid i wanted to play like like rock and roll i didn't want to play classical music but it was just like you know so it always turned me off about taking lessons with guitar it was just like i don't want to do that I didn't know that there were teachers out there that would cater to what you want to do. I always thought it was just read it, like read music and just figure, you know, figure yeah. the rest out for yourself. And uh, so, yeah, man, it's cool to hear that teachers like this, specifically a guy like him, you know, at his level, you know? Yeah. Uh, and, you know, school, going to school for music is such a split topic, you know? Uh, some people thrive in a school environment. Some people don't. I will say that, you know, back in the day, you know, before the 80s, probably, it was much easier to go out on the road and actually get that road school type experience where yeah. if you're on the road with guys that are older than you, then you get schooled, so to speak. Um, and that really doesn't exist as much anymore. So school to get access to generally those people that are of that era um, is kind of like the next best thing. But the cool thing about now, uh, now today is that we have some, you know, there's YouTube, which is a whole I was gonna say ocean that, of yeah. things, which is a whole everything. other uh, debatable thing about you know, what you watch on YouTube because there's a whole bunch of experts. Yeah, right. there, they're not professionals know. at all, right. but whatever. But I think even if you don't go to school for music, you can easily find somebody to be a mentor. And you'll find if you're if your mind is open enough, you'll find a mentor that will teach you probably more than just music, more about life. I remember my my first drum teacher. Um, I, I studied with him for five years, starting in sixth grade. Um, his name is Nate the Breat Breaker Robinson. Shout out to <laughs> Nate. I love that dude. He's he. He's the the realist. Um, he tours with Lecrae, uh, which is a big crystal rapper. Uh, and does production for them, too. But um, he taught me probably more about how to be a man uh, than about music. We learned a ton about music. Ton, to ton, to ton. I owe my entire foundation to him. But just by watching him and being around him, I mean, he was... 
a huge influence on me. Yeah, it's weird. And you can still find that. Shoot, you can find that in, when you're 60 years old. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, obviously, like, you've learned everything. I was going to say it's a lot different uh, uh, than being, like, in a classroom and everything like that. It was one-on-one -on -one and everything like that, especially if you're with somebody who's good or, yeah. like, a nice person and everything like that. You're not just going to pick up, like, how to, you know, do snare rolls. <laughs> you're gonna, yeah, exactly. You're going to pick up, like, way better uh, 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 philosophy. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying is if your mind and especially your ears are open, you know, you'll never stop learning. The, the knowledge will just quarantine you. you know you got to be like a sponge and the people that are like sponges the people of <laughs> uh, the people that are like sponges and keep their ears open and are always receptacle e even to things that they don't agree with are the people that I always see on top the best lesson that i ever learned ever 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 learned um i need to stop hey that's <laughs> the best lesson you ever learned kid <laughs> um, no, 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 the, be <laughs> the best lesson I ever learned I, when I was a freshman in high school, uh, there was this guy, Duffy Jackson, who um, is a drug legend of him, in and of himself, um, the son of a great bass player named uh, Chubby Jackson. But Duffy played with the Count Basie band, is oh, no a great shit. legendary drummer, freak of nature, really. That's awesome. Uh, I went to a master class that he gave uh, – when I was a freshman uh, playing with about playing with big bands and I was with my dad and um, my dad uh, raised his hand. He's like, what advice would you give to a budding young freshman drummer that wants to make a career <laughs> in music? I like sink down in my seat. Oh, like, dad, you're embarrassing me. <laughs> and, and Duffy said, the best advice I could give is shut up. Yeah. You know, just shut up, just shut up. Just listen. And uh -huh. I truly did not realize the weight of that statement until I was sitting in one of my other uh, mentors' uh, office where I was a student teacher crying my eyes out because he was telling me, you don't know what you're talking about because he was absolutely right. I didn't have the, the maturity to understand that I don't know everything. And I still don't everything. I will never know everything. I know five percent. <laughs> I know point one percent of anything that is everything. Well, yeah, that's Confucius, isn't it? Like admitting that you know nothing is, you know, that you're smart. Yeah. How's it Nailed go? that quote. Nailed that quote. Uh, <laughs> that sounds like a direct quote, actually. Yeah. <laughs> is your book coming? <laughs> I should write a book. You should philosophy. write a book, Billy. I'd, Just I'd read read redneck book. philosophy. <laughs> uh. Anyways. Yeah, but you have a chapter on how you learned how to shut up. I, and I was about to, I was about to talk about that. And you know what I said? What you shut up? There you go. <laughs> shut him up. It's, uh, I think that is a super important lesson to learn because like yeah. you have to be able to quit thinking you know everything. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And also just just stop trying to just stop trying to like uh, what's what I'm thinking of? Stop trying to like put something out there and just listen just receive what's like being part your own two cents listen first exactly exactly yeah. it's like it's not always uh, it's it, it's and that philosophy goes when it comes to improvising and jamming on stage it's like sometimes you don't need to play anything at all sometimes you can just stop playing and if you, especially if you don't know what to do in that moment and just listen to what's happening around you and eventually the idea will come to you sometimes the idea doesn't come to you at all and you just don't play Sometimes yeah. that moment doesn't need your contribution, and that's like an important thing to 
to keep in mind. That's why that, like what you said about just shutting up is super important across like every spectrum of music. Yeah. It's a, it's a more broad statement that, that reaches all levels. Yeah, exactly. And that's what I've noticed about every single person that's made at least a, a lasting impact that I remember and carry with me throughout my life. And hopefully through the rest of my life is, that these guys such as Danny, such as Justin, such as Nate uh, Robinson, such as Duffy, that these guys don't only teach music, they they teach life. Oh, so deep, right? <laughs> yeah. And I hate to be like that, but I, you know, I I that's something I also realized through teaching myself because at one point for about two years, I had thirty private students, and you know, some of those students are there because their parents don't want them to be with them, you know. It's like, you know, you get put in the babysitter position. I it, know. It's That's what I always did. That's what I always did when I taught taught kids too and everything like that. I was like, "Man, what's going on?" Exactly. Let's, let's, like like what like I had I had I had a student come in one time and it was just just started crying right off the bat. I'm uh-huh. like, we're not, we're not practicing music. Oh, today. really? No. But I'm like, we're, we're like, what's, what is happening? Oh, I would be at, like, and I talked to them for a little bit, and they just, I'm just so stressed out about trying to get into college and everything like that. I'm like, it's all gonna work out, chickadee. Don't worry about it. Uh, yeah, chickadee. I mean, sometimes, what I'm saying is like, you realize those kids that don't exactly have their heart into it, or maybe you know they're like super into sports and they're really just there to play music which i relate to because i i did taekwondo from fourth grade to all the way up until graduating high school i oh, wow. uh, i was about to get my second degree uh black belt in taekwondo until my instructor moved wow but um he, you should guys fight you should fight each other that'd be fun <laughs> he wasn't ready <laughs> we, he does, he wasn't re- he's not worth my time <laughs> he does he does muay thai i think it's spanish or something no okay <laughs> <laughs> I'll be here all night. <laughs> Spanish is <laughs> yeah. Sorry, that was stupid uh, and racist. I'm sorry. Straight, <laughs> straight from Antarctica. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but anyways, keep going. You were saying you were uh, uh, doing boxing at – not boxing, yeah, Taekwondo. Sorry. Taekwondo, Christ, whatever. And then uh, 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 that kids oh, weren't so into yeah, it. So, yeah, kids – Sorry. Some kids would be doing sports. <laughs> I Shut do up, this I do um, this a lot. I'm sorry. No, you uh, – <laughs> <laughs> Some kids are into track or football or – you know, whatever I, you know, I'm I'm not there to to judge them, um, but sometimes it can be like, okay, if I can help you out with anything, yeah, it doesn't have to be music. I, you know, we should talk about something musical because I'm not being paid to be your therapist. It would be illegal for me to be yeah. your therapist with as <laughs> much problems as I have on my own, you know. <laughs> but if I can help you with anything. You know, I wouldn't at least try and do that because that, you know, no, again, knowing that you made an impact on somebody's life where they're like, wow, you know, I feel better after that. And I feel like, uh, you know, because you, know, you can feel better after a lot of things that aren't good for you, but feel better in a sense that you can carry on by yourself and self-regulate your positive growth. Yeah, you know, I I feel much better about that than if, you know, Johnny comes out of our lesson being like, "Look, I can play a paradiddle, right, left, right, right, left, right, left, left." Yeah, I love compared to like, I now know how to study for a test and not like get F's all the time because yeah. sometimes that was me, 
and I don't want to see somebody go down that path. And that's more inspiring to me than here I go good. Yeah, <laughs> that's more inspiring that's to me. Good, <laughs> it's a good look for you, bro. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I don't. Know, I think you'd be surprised also, or maybe uh, you wouldn't be, but like people that don't know might be surprised about the impact that you can have on somebody's life just by sharing music with them like there's like there's something to like hey well maybe check this record out and see how you like that yeah and how that can change somebody's life for the better maybe it inspires them to get involved in music maybe it inspires them to do something else maybe it just you know gets maybe it just takes them away from whatever they're going through in the moment and then also just like the principles of playing music that are kind of universal when like in everyday life you know so it's like there's a lot of lessons that, that can be learned through music and um and just like uh the, i forgot the other thing i was trying to say but it's yeah. like it's like practice that's a that's a huge thing about like uh and then continuing on with it and like not giving up yeah and uh, reaching plateaus and being like you know yeah. i'm never gonna be good enough i'm like no you just gotta keep going and everything yeah. like Another that day, you know that's like with you can apply that to everything in and, th- life. and think about music that that, 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 you, that you grew up listening to just like records that you grew up listening to and just like how that was your escape from whatever was going on. I remember uh, um, "Let It Be" from the Beatles. That that record. That's my was, favorite. That's what, is that your favorite? No, my, no, my, my I was about to Abbey ask. Road. What's everybody's um, Let favorite? Let It Be's my favorite, but his is Abbey Road. Abbey Road's my favorite oh, okay. Beatles record. Nice. Uh, Which what's is yours? good. It's got a lot of bangers. Mine is. Uh, it, it's such a cop out, but it, it's because what my dad would always play in the house. It's uh like the best hits of Earth, Wind, and Fire. Oh, okay. Stuff, and then eventually oh, I would go check no, out the individual records. No, no the Beatles I, isn't my favorite band. It is for some reason. But when yeah. uh, we were saying, the, what's your favorite Beatles album? Oh, my favorite Beatles album. Yeah. Uh, probably let it be. <laughs> let it be. Let it be. Yeah, it's a great record. Uh, uh, Abbey Road, yeah. Abbey Road too. Oh, yeah. Come but on. Thing, the thing is, like, <laughs> I remember, I remember being in middle school, and uh, 9/11 had just happened, and it was a very it affected me in a strange way where a lot of people didn't even, a lot of kids my age didn't really think about it for some reason it really kind of uh got to me um and there's there's a lot of other things in my life going on at the time as well but listening to that record would just kind of take all that especially when uh um me and mr mustard came on and no, everything no, no, yeah. no that's uh abbey road i'm talking that's about let it be right now oh my bad um what's the uh nothing's gonna change my world you know, uh, across the universe. Across the universe. Jesus Christ. Can't that's okay. Right it's your favorite band, but I know it. Yeah. Across what, the, that song would just be like that one line in particular is just like, yeah, nothing's going to change my world right yeah. now. Like, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's like music has a huge impact on people's lives. Uh, and it's pretty important, I'd say. Yeah. It's, it's almost essential. I don't know. But uh, we're all out of work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyway, speaking of out of work, uh, what's, <laughs> what's, uh, what's the Jack Miller trio? What do you guys do? We're just a bunch of hooligans creating ruckus wherever people allow us to. Do you guys <laughs> do you have like a set group of people, or do you kind of just like cycle people out? I just kind of cycle people out, just kind of for fun. I mean, it's not as of now. It's not really anything. Uh, I had plans for it to be something. What do you want to be? COVID. Um, you don't have to talk about it if you don't feel comfortable talking I, about it. I had plans. I. I <laughs> I, I had plans where um, there's a one of my favorite clubs to play at in Savannah is called uh, Good Times. It's uh, write that down. Good times. <laughs> <laughs> Don't know if we're if we. I've never heard of it either. But it's uh, a it's an awesome jazz club. Uh, oh, okay. The music uh, direction is by this guy named We'd crush that. Uh, Teddy Adams, 
who used to play trombone with Art Blakey, who's literally oh, one of the greatest jazz drummers ever. Yeah, he used amazing. to play trombone with James Brown and Crusaders. stuff like that. Um, I know James. I know James. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So myself, um, a bass player, Thomas Milvac, and pianist Aaron Larian, uh, we would go up there every other Tuesday and back up um, somebody who's like my grandmother now. I love her to death, Claire Frazier, who sang on Motown, oh, was wow. n- neighbors with Sarah Vaughn, opened for Ella Fitzgerald, hung out with Al Jarreau at the time. Wow. But she's just like... I remember this time when I was on the road with Charles Mingus and opened for Sun Ra and Jesus like Christ. hung out with Frank Sinatra. I'm like, excuse me? <laughs> That's a lot of names. But that was a long time ago. Let's just play this song. I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> Tell me about that. Yeah. That's <laughs> way more interesting than anything we're about to do. Um, but anyways, I, I had plans to do a bunch of stuff with her because she's kind of a, an unsung hero. Uh, but the Jack Miller trio is just kind of like, Something for fun. Eventually down the road, I, I want it to be um, something. But it's more, of, as of now, if anything, a way of just making money. Is it is it a, a, a original project, or do you do mostly uh, uh, standards? Like mostly standards. just standards. like jazz standards, standards. Yeah. stuff you don't, like that. You don't, call, you don't call them covers. You call them standards. So yeah, we call them standards. In a way, it's like covers, but you put. No, it, I know. It, I know. It, I know what they are. Okay. I, what I'm trying to say is, uh, uh, you know that Tom Petty standard that. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's not, <laughs> that we play all the time. Way. But blues bands operate. It's called, it's called the Last Days of Mary Chain. It's yeah. a Tom Petty standard. Yeah, Tom, yeah it's, <laughs> it's the same thing, man. It's the same thing. I it's think all it's the same it's, thing. It's, it's, it's just a different lingo. No, yeah, I know. But, I know. Well, I know. Blue, I know. Blues bands operate in a similar way where you wouldn't call them like blues. You wouldn't call them cover bands either, even though they're playing majority like cover songs, but they're doing like their own kind of take on it. So yeah. it's like yeah, it's know. like a, a pick out of the catalog. I, and yeah. I guess that's what that's why you call it a standard is because it's like uh, a structure, really. Yeah. And right. then and with jazz, it's like so improvisational that you know it just make sure that it's the you know the same structure but then do whatever you want yeah to yeah to. so and there, there's a gray area where you could be like I get well it. this right. is actually my thing and you know how far you have to go to actually be able to say like yeah i feel comfortable putting my arrangement what? of this on an album and actually being able to make money out of it I get yeah. it. Well, I was I was trying to really ask is like, do, do you do, do you do standards or anything like that, or we, do, we you ha- do you have a, original music that you guys are working on? I have original music that Ooh. I do not too often, but when I have time to rehearse, because I I just you know I have so many friends. I like to be able to play with everybody because I'm so ADD. I like to be able to you know catch up with this person, catch up with this person. He's a player, man. It's it's well, fun, especially between Atlanta. Jacksonville in Savannah, you know, whenever I go home to Atlanta, I, I always call a different guy or whatever mentors I had from high school to play with. And uh, it's just fun to be able to have of course. different musical experiences than you had last time. So, you know, the Jack Miller trio isn't, it's not a brand or anything. Someday I want I was it to just be a wondering. Brand, I was just wondering. No, no, no. no I, I, figured I, that, I figured that's what it was and everything like that, but I was just like, when so? Some uh, people have more of a mission. <laughs> I don't really. What's your album dropping? Yeah, yeah. It's like, nah, <laughs> not anything like that. All right, not You're anytime right. soon. And no offense by any means. No, no, no I, I get you. I get you. I, uh, I, my, my, so I've done a couple of jazz gigs over the years. Uh, How'd it's they not, go? It's, 
Uh, some of them went well, some of them not so well. You know, I'm not a jazz player by trade. Me but neither. I can kind, I will. You can't even fake it though, right? I can play. I can, I can play Charlie if Brown I, Christmas but, though. But here's here's <laughs> here's the thing about jazz about about jazz gigs. I've realized is that uh, first off, set lists aren't a thing. Uh, which really uh, most of the time because you just you, you no got, I'm learning keep yeah, going this so, is interesting for so, me I'm learning today so I was like I was asking the keyboard player that was running it I was like yo just send me I, I know you're not working with cells just just give me like like a, a list of like 10 to 20 tunes that you that you know that oh, you're gonna that do yeah. and Jeez. then it's like so you send me the list and it's like, okay cool so I'll look up the charts for these and then I'm gonna learn uh, I'll, I'll come with my own charts to the gig and I'll be able to at least play through them i can i can fake jazz okay mm -hmm. if i especially if i know what the changes are i can fake yeah, them yeah. so i so i show up to the gig with my own charts and little did i know that uh this guy's just doing his own arrangements and i was like okay so this isn't even in the same key and, <laughs> I, and on top of that we're doing different it's like and other people that were on the gig like he doesn't have like a band he just puts bands together obviously right so it's like if you're familiar enough with the music and you've heard different variations of those tunes enough times you kind of know like which version they're kind of going for yeah. and you can kind of latch on like for me i'm just like okay so i guess we're just abandoning everything that i knew about this tune okay that's cool so i'll figure it out <laughs> and, that, and it was a it was yeah. a mind it was a great experience because i like, really learned how to just kind of yeah. listen really really intently um but also at the same time it was embarrassing because you're in front of people and like you're just flubbing trying to get through the gig you know it's hard they there's Within jazz, there's definitely way more trial by fire. You definitely get thrown at the deep end way more. Because back to what I was saying is that that's part of how you would learn back in the days of on the bandstand type schooling. Right. You know, they're like, oh, you don't know this? You're going to know it by the time I'm done with <laughs> Yeah, you. exactly. You know, it in a way, it's unfair. But I think it's the best way to learn, honestly. Yeah. That's what Victor Wooten did a clinic at the uh, at the Sam Ash I used to work at in Miami, and he was like somebody. You got to meet him. I got to meet him briefly. Yeah, <sighs> so cool. the guitar Victor pedal. Wooten's so he's cool. cool. He's amazing. The coolest fucking guy. Uh, in the also, world. a guy who wrote a book on philosophy that directly relates to music. Uh, but he, um, somebody asked him. They were like, "What? Like, how do you learn how to play jazz?" He was like, "Let me ask you. How do you think you learn how to play jazz?" And the kid was like. That's uh, you don't on, answer. Hold, you don't answer a question with a question. I don't like this. You see, <laughs> I like that. Remember, remember that thing. Uh, shut up. Yeah. Kind of thing. I know. You haven't even heard what I'm about to say, right? You've already you've already assumed that what I'm going to say is stupid because of the Hi, answer, everybody. right? So, anyways, <laughs> it's a little thing that we like to do. So, anyways, uh, so um, he goes like, "How do you learn how to play jazz?" He's like, "How do you think you learn how to play jazz?" Like, he goes like, "Well, you go to school." And you, uh, you know, you, you learn like that. And Victor Wooten was like, yeah, you can do it that way. It's going to cost you a whole lot of money and take you a lot longer. And he was like, so what do you do? He's like, you just, you just play, man. You just go to, go, go to where they're playing and sit in with them and figure it out. And then you're going to learn it. You're like, you, will, it, you do it enough times. The problem is, is that nowadays most people don't have patience to put up with people who can't play. So if you go to a jam and you botch it, Especially at a jam like that, they're not gonna let you back up again to, to just to figure it out the next yeah. time, you know. Yeah. So it's a little, it's a weird uh, line to walk. You might want to have some, some bit of background in some kind of style, preferably like blues or like a jamming style, to kind of know what improv is and how to follow forms. But uh, if you're just gonna, but you, you don't want to go cold into playing a style like that um, without having any background of improv or um, you know just. 
I don't know, something that's not just playing straight ahead tunes the entire time, you know? But yeah, I don't know. It's 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 an interesting. It's it, it was a mind fuck going into that world for sure, <laughs> dude. Absolutely. Um, I did want to ask you. Uh, so you have a you have a home studio, yeah? Where are you oh, going? Wait, whoa, 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 wait, whoa, wait. No, it's okay. Oh, you get. Oh, yeah. Go on then. I was fucking with you. <laughs> you want a koozie? Yeah, it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. It's all right. It's all right. So you got a home studio? Yeah. And uh, what made you want to kind of get into that realm? Oh boy. Definitely was not money. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah. Um, since high school, um, heck, even earlier than that, always been fascinated by audio, and um, uh, back in that classic rock cover band that was in, we started to do a lot of gigs. So um, the guitarist dad got a big old soundboard, like a crappy Behringer board. Um, got us a bunch of mics and stuff. And I had another friend that was into making YouTube videos, and he knew that we played music. He said, hey, could you make some music for uh, one of my videos? And I said, yeah, sure. So we, you know, take some mics, and thanks to Nate Robinson, he has a studio, so I kind of knew where, like, everything went. Um, <laughs> Canopy Sessions yeah. was he, Chelsea. Uh so I kind of knew where everything went, and uh, what we would do is because none of us had a laptop, we would take a like a Tascam audio recorder. So we'd take the two, the left and the right, out of the entire mixing board and plug it into the Tascam recorder. Right. So we would do a take, and I would listen back. I'm like, oh, snare drum's too loud, or like the bass sounds not like a bass. It's like too bright, or like. The guitar sounds like it's in a wooden box or something. So you, then you start fucking around with the EQ and things like that. And it it was kind of like addicting, like you're chasing this thing. And like an audio file, you yeah, you're always chasing it. You're like, oh, that sounds better. But what if I did this? And I like that sort of thing. So I kept on sticking with it. And eventually I got like my own mixing board, my own uh, laptop, my own mics and stuff like that. So in high school... Um, I got introduced to a bunch of rappers that were in uh, in my high school, <laughs> and the the first session I did, I earned this nickname called FBJ. I won't say what it stands for. Some people know, some people don't. I can't think you can put it together. <laughs> I can't. I I don't think I'm you ignorant. can. Most people say that, and Chelsea actually knows. <laughs> um, so you could ask Chelsea, uh, but. The reason why I got called that is because I finished the session and I I took the all the mixes home with me. It was a five hour session. We must have recorded like 10, 15 songs, took all the songs home with me. Didn't leave anybody with anything. Oh, my God. But anyway, so I I got into doing all this hip hop stuff, which I still do today. And actually, one of my closest friends, he's basically my brother. Um, his name is Static. You can look up on Spotify. Um, uh, we've done a bunch of stuff together. Uh, we had a song that was in the running to be played during the NBA All-Star Game this past year. Uh, we had a song. That was that, in Charlotte. Huh? That was in Charlotte. Yeah. yeah. Um, then, <laughs> then we had another song that was supposed to be, uh, or actually 
did beat out a J. Cole song for a commercial. I really? I've heard of Static before, actually. The, the more you... If, if, it, if it's the same... Superhero per- Static Shark. Woo, woo. No. <laughs> is he a, he's a Jacksonville rapper? Yeah, he's he's from Atlanta. Atlanta. Okay. Well, he actually, he's, he's from New York originally. His dad is this guy named Jazzo. He was Jay-Z's mentor um, and did a bunch of stuff with Jay-Z. Uh, Holy cool. shit, really? Yeah. That's awesome. His, like, godfather's Jay-Z and godmother's auntie... Beyonce. No big wow. deal. That's cool. Uh, but anyways, he yeah, he's my brother. We we've been through it through thick and thin. So he he was kind of the one that made me keep on chasing down this recording path. And then um, between uh, after I graduated high school and before I moved down here, I was actually in audio tech at the Chick Fil A headquarters in Atlanta. So I would do <laughs> audio for all their live <laughs> events, and they would keep us in the basement. And it was also you know AV Tech. I was a part of a contracted company called AV Tech Services. Like the first day I was there, um, you know, we were doing voiceovers for Chick Fil A commercials. You were you weren't part of the training video for the Chick Fil A. No, no, because I did had to watch that when I was fifteen. Nope, I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm sorry you had to endure that. It was. uh, uh, We'll talk about it later. but Keep going. I'm so Uh, sorry. (laughs) But you know, like some days it's like you're doing sound for um, Dan Cathy, the current CEO. He's actually a fantastic trumpet player. So I would actually really, uh, yeah. I never forget one True morning. Truett Kathy is his father. He's he found a Chick Fil A, <laughs> right? And I've sat in his office chair. No kidding. And I brought him a TV one time. And actually, I left two weeks before he passed away. Yeah, I'm glad I wasn't there for when their Lord and Savior Truett Kathy passed away. Probably chickens running around with their heads cut off. <laughs> you know what I mean? That was pretty but, good. Uh, that yeah, was yeah. Jay Cathy is a fantastic trumpet player. I, I did sound for him. Every Monday morning, they would do a worship service because, you know, they're a Christian company. I didn't know Oh, that. you don't say. No, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I, I would do uh, sound for their worship service every Monday morning or most of the time. And one morning, Dan uh, was playing trumpet, and we Whoa, got done. Oh, I said, so "Wait, are you trying to say that Chick Fil A had a church at their headquarters?" It was actually in their cafeteria, but oh my god, they did have a church <laughs> on their campus. The oh campus my god. was like, built on a nature preserve. Man. <laughs> That's a good catch. I didn't even think about yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Might as well have been. That's okay. I'm sorry. I'm I'm trying I'm trying really hard to shut up. Yeah, but this is amazing. Let's uh, no because it's funny. It's it's for my own (laughs) self-deprecation, which is the funniest funny of all. They had a church in Chick Fil A. No, no. So, (laughs) but uh, we got done, and I went up to Dan. I was like, "Hey, Mr. Kathy, you sounded great this morning. Uh, It was a uh, pleasure to do sound for you." You said. it was my pleasure, you know. Thank you for doing sound. I said no problem. Fuck it. And oh I get God. done, and my boss comes up. He's like, "Do you just say no problem, Dan, Kathy?" I'm like, "Oh shit, my pleasure." Yes. <laughs> when I so you that Billy caught that again. Uh, right? Because yeah. because I because I I did I worked for Chick Fil A for for uh, a summer one year, and you you don't say thank you. Yeah. yeah you say my pleasure. My pleasure. pleasure. My pleasure. Mm. And you can go into an endless loop with a, 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 a nice Christian person at Chick-fil-A in the drive-thru if you'd like. And I have. Oh, my pleasure. My I, you pleasure. Just say, you say thank you, and they go, my pleasure. But no, thank you. Oh, thank you. My pleasure. <laughs> and I'm like, but seriously, thank you. And they're like, my pleasure. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm that's so pretty sorry. Funny. But, exactly. yeah, that's good. but I know exactly that's what, what you're talking like, about. That's, <laughs> that's exactly what it was like. Like, everybody there... I mean, it's a very nice facility, yeah, you know, of course. and everybody there was very, very kind. I'm sure. Uh, but you know, so I was doing audio stuff through there, and when I moved down here to Jacksonville, started my de- uh, jazz degree, 
I was kind of burnt out. I was like, I don't want to do anything with sound. Uh, I've been telling people to turn on and off their computers and restart this. Uh, let them be. And then we get to a, a the first combo concert, which is a jazz small group concert. Yeah. And some somebody's running sound. I can't remember who is like a student. And I walk up to our director. I'm like, hey, the bass is a little loud. You need to take out some low mids. And you could also do this with the piano. And it was like instant. And she's like, you stick with me from now on. I'm like, damn it. Damn it. <laughs> I was right back Should have just shut up, bro. I, exactly. Exactly. So. Uh, but yeah, so uh, eventually I, I was living in apartments all through my undergrad and I moved into a house two years ago. And when I moved into the house, you know, I had a space to actually set up my drums and what audio gear I had and said, you know, I'm going to do the studio thing right. I'm really ready to start, you know, making my own stuff and <laughs> $50,000 later probably. Good Lord. Yeah. Yeah. That's, 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 of that's all my money. Yeah. And that's where'd the, that money come from? Gigs, man. And that's, saving. And that's a that's cheap a studio too. It's not even like a like a high. That's not even. That's like, not even. Yeah. yeah. I, you know, I was just marking it up the other day. I was like, if I'm gonna do my next expansion, it's like another twelve k. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah that's uh, that's awesome. I want to come <laughs> see your studio. What side of town you live on? Come over, man. It's yeah. What side? Of, I, you're at my house. I'll go I, see your house. You know, it <laughs> is. It, yeah, exactly. <laughs> anytime, man. Anytime. You know, it, it's like. So it's in a house, right? It's in a living room that I've soundproofed and all that yeah sure and i charge a a competitive rate compared to commercial studios because sometimes you go to studios like dogmatic i've looked at pictures of their site and it looks and they're amazing and we love them yeah dude i i'd love to go there anytime but you go to commercial studios and there's a vibe to them you know, you walk in there and you want to create. Yeah. You know, there's gear everywhere. Yeah, the, yeah that's true. The lights are low. You know, everything yeah. looks cool. They got it's real great place to wall. take a nap. Yeah. <laughs> like we were saying, yeah. Or a real, <laughs> good, <laughs> or real good place to create. Right. Whatever. It's a real expensive nap. Anyways, right. keep going. <laughs> but you walk into my place and you're in a living room. Yeah, I know. And I, I, it's. I, it's <laughs> Not as inspiring. So, you know, part of what you're paying for when you go to these studios is, like, the inspiration in yeah. the environment yeah, to be 100%. there. That's but when you I come to my place, you got to bring it with you. Yeah, I, you know, I turn on some lamps and, you know, I might light a candle or something. But there's, you know, there's a wiener dog running across the floor. And, right. you know, yeah. one of my roommates might be coming home from work or something. So... I have all the the gear and you know the ability to do this stuff, but you really got to make sure you show up and you have your stuff down and um, that you're in it. Yeah, so man. what uh, do you produce mostly? Do, uh, do you have a lot of bands come through and record there? Or do you do mostly like your own stuff right now? Um, yes and no. I I I try and stay low key because there's a point in Atlanta where I was having people coming over like every single day and you get a lot of yahoos that are just like, yo, can you download this beat from YouTube right. so we could do this? I'm like, a lot of that. Yeah, yeah, sure. You already paid me. Right. And I'm with the amount of time between recording, doing stuff for the label and gigging. Like I just don't have time for that. So I don't actually try and promote myself, but, uh, you know, I've had plenty of people, come through like chelsea has done stuff 
over there. A um, bunch of guys from UNF have come over and done stuff. And do you typically produce the artists that you work with, or are you just like acting as the engineer? Most of the time, I'm acting as the engineer, but you know, when you're an engineer and a producer, there's always different hats that you wear, and sometimes you've got to be able to make the decision to choose whether you actually want to be involved because the the moment when you're just an engineer there's a threshold you cross where you start to offer advice yeah where you start to cross over into the producer territory right and you got to look at it from a professional standpoint well i'm also offering them this advice that somebody would be getting paid separately for right so how much advice do i offer them most of the time i'm I'm pretty nice with it, especially with people that I see are, you know, are great musicians and that we have a rapport with or they're actually really into it and really trying to do that. You know, it's it's not fair to be like, <laughs> you failed, Maybe you, you know, some but on the back end or something, you know. Yeah. But, you know, some people come in there with an attitude and like, well, that's not the way I want to do it. And I'm like, I'll do it. But. You know, I'm just trying to follow your direction, and you showed up three hours late, yes. and you brought like your three sisters with you, and it's like I don't have time to play around. You know, yeah. I can't, I can't not sit still and not say something. Like I would like, there's no way that I could just be like, okay, this is the way you want to do it, and then just just be like just a yeah. robot yeah, about sometimes it. Sometimes you just gotta, I you just gotta have. let them go. You I'm know? gonna, I'm gonna say what you're doing is bad. Yes. <laughs> like always, and you get good at reading people. <laughs> yeah, no, you, know, uh, you get good at reading people yeah. and seeing like, oh, they're gonna hate what they just did. <laughs> yeah. And so, and then a step further is you realize the people that are actually they actually have the intuition to be able to say, uh, uh, you know, pick themselves apart and not just be like, oh, that was hype and it was like straight dog duty. Yeah, and or like you let them go and you know it's gonna fail, but you know that they're gonna hear it and be like i can do better and that's when you just kind of keep your mouth shut because you don't want to kick it seems horse. like you would make more money as an engineer just not saying anything so, and sometimes <laughs> that's the case but that's what i'm saying it's like you you choose how much you want to be involved depending on how serious the person is oh, or yeah. how much talent they have or whether they give a shit or whatever. so so this is something i kind of want to go into what is what does a producer do like so if you if you if you're producing an artist right mm -hmm. what does your what does your job entail as a producer it it depends um and to draw a a very black and white line in the hip hop world a producer is typically the person who shows up with the beats uh, the producer shows up with the beats is that what you said yeah yeah Interesting. so the rapper uh, stereotypically does not actually have their own music or their actually in the studio collaborating but the producer is the guy that has all the keyboard skills the drum machine okay. type stuff he, the guy that's actually creating creating the the uh, musical stuff from the instrument all right gotcha. um, i didn't know that yeah but then on the more not hip-hop side the producer could be anywhere from i like to think of it a few different ways there are a few different types of producers there's the producer engineer the guy that is the engineer, but also the producer, which is what I kind of think yeah, of myself yeah. as. You know, the guy that gets creative with the, the two know, hats, put the microphone, yeah. and you know, like, oh, we could get this sound if we use these type of things. So, like, what if you try this different drum, right. stuff like that? Or 
you have the musician producer, which I'm also kind of like where they actually sit with you and actually help you write the song and, you know, craft like a vision for the album, stuff like that. Um, and then there's more of like the label producer, which is something I'm venturing more into, which is generally the person that's kind of like collecting everybody together. Sometimes you play like band matchmaker, like, oh, I know this guy that so plays strong, yeah. keys. It would be like perfect for this. Or like we got this guy on the on the label that I think you could do a collaboration with or let me send this to this guy and get a second opinion or like uh, let me go get somebody to get you coffee. You know, right. it could be anywhere from administrative to like connections. Um, not to say that you're pigeonholed into anyone because I feel like I'm I'm definitely more musician, producer, engineer, producer. And lately I've been more into label producer. Um but there's different types that you can encounter, and yes. I think a lot of bands go wrong in sometimes not getting a producer, yeah, and making sure that you get the right producer yeah, because sometimes they could they could really sink your ship. No, I yeah. know it's very strange too. You're just like, all right, we're gonna get this producer. It's like we don't even know this guy. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, he's yeah, just yeah. gonna be like, or, he's gonna be in charge of our, our album or our, our music or anything like or that. Or producer, and like like you're trying to. Like there was a band that I listened to recently. I'm not going to say anything on here, uh, but there's a band I listened to recently. They, they got a producer in a completely different realm than what they were doing before. And I listened to the new song, and I was like, um, this doesn't sound anything like you guys like at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, it might have gone in a bit of a direction that, that they were trying to move in, like the more pop direction, which is totally fine. But uh, it doesn't. But there's going to be a huge part of your fan base that you've already established and gotten pretty far on at this point that you're going to completely lose on this one. You know yeah. what I mean? And that, I think that's really important to, to, to note when you're talking about trying to make the step to the next kind of level uh, into that pop world. If you've been building your base on something that's not necessarily that, uh, it's not a bad thing to try and jump into that pop realm, but maybe don't make such a drastic shift. Maybe don't get somebody... Like, like a producer where that's like 100% their bag. You know what I mean? Yeah. Find somebody that might be able to kind of teeter the line a little bit, get where you're coming from, but also understand what this world is looking for at the same time, you know? Yeah. That demands a lot of being honest with yourself too because everyone can feel like if you're going into a project where you, maybe you're not as artistically motivated, where you might need that person that will kind of kick your butt or maybe throw the idea that you – don't generally think and you know i i on certain things i'm very well spoken but when i'm in the studio i tend to be a little bit more wild and like dude what if we did this yeah see that show was like dude what would happen if we did i'm that kind of guy a lot of time i'm like what if we put a microphone inside of a roll of toilet paper yeah and what works every that's time that's the type of engineer you know within reason if we're exploring <laughs> like that is the thing that makes me go oh right because that's so much fun and maybe it's completely inappropriate and is like not the thing you need at all but everything is usable exactly. everything is usable and it's and even if it's not you got that in your back pocket for next time right you yeah. know that's- and it's just like so what did it work we had fun. Exactly. You know? That's why, that, that's why like Billy and I got into this uh, discussion last time going down there. And, and 
I I love being in the studio more than anything. I'll take it over over performing any, any day of the week. Great place Billy, to nap. I'd Billy say. likes to perform. Billy likes to perform more than being in the studio. Uh, but to me, so. <laughs> I'm just like, man, you can literally like, whatever idea you want to try out. It's right here. You can do it. Like anything that you just hear in your head, just do it, and it's it's there just to try out. Like, I love I love I love that idea. You know. I I I uh, if we still want to get into it I, I I agree with you yeah yeah I know you do I think you have a but different you're also reference. on the clock and yeah. it's also that and then, it's hard and yeah. then the other thing is too is is, is it's like I like that more than being on stage and performing yeah. in front of people I are do. you insane I do yeah I do 100%. Dude, it's a hard balance but I'm not it, that I'm not a producer I'm not I'm not a studio musician I'm performer 100%. I love I love perfor- <laughs> I love performing but man and I'm in not the very studio, good at that either when you're just like. <laughs> When you're like working on something, and then it's like you have this idea in your head, and then it's like all of a sudden it starts to come to fruition, and it's like that final product. You're like, oh my god, we did that. Yeah. And that's like th- there's nothing to me that's that comes close to that feeling. Applause, you know? applause. You no, it apl- yeah. <laughs> it's also fleeing. That's also fleeing. Like that. Yeah. Like that's like that's like those momentary pleasures that just go away. This is like. Oh, did you think that I'm not shallow? No, I. Oh, I know. I, <laughs> I, I know you're a shallow guy. No, I know I that. Know. I know that. No, I just uh, love performing more than that. But this isn't about me. No, I understand that. I understand for sure. But yeah, the recording aspect of it is uh, very hard. I I, it, it, I I like to imagine somebody who uh, can't play music at all and uh, 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 never has, but just has sat down and listened to every record that's ever been made, and then they get paid because they're like, I know music, bud. I think yeah. that's and why that's you like performing. Me? Because you, what? you envision you know the general people that we perform for don't know, yeah, exactly about music. You know, I find a hard time going into the studio when I go into the studio as a hired session guy. I go in there as a musician, and I I a lot of the times have to check myself because I'll start to get into my engineer brand. I'll be like, oh, what he did this. I'm like, well. I'm not the engineer on this. Right. I'm the hired gun. Yeah. And then vice versa. You know, I heck, I remember I was in a session uh, last month where I was engineering at my house and the drummer was having a really hard time pointing to the click. I'm like, well, I could just sit down real quick and do this in like two minutes and we'd be done. Uh, it's a five minute song, by the way. Yeah, Jack Luton like too. Five, it would take <laughs> me like two minutes, but we've been here for two hours. Are you saying, are you saying that's why I don't like the studio? Though? No, I'm saying that that type of mindset of playing for the people yeah. is not something that's generally thought of in the studio in the studio exactly can, a lot of, there's so many factors there's the factor of like oh we got to be out of here in like two hours or like i need to be nailing this part like a lot of people will crack under the studio yeah. pressure more Too so time. than yeah, I, I the crack. stage pressure I, I like just basically just yell it's at hard him. it's hard man it's I, really hard because he, he kept he kept on telling me to relax, and I just I just kept yelling at him. It's like, don't tell me to relax. Well, that's just that. <laughs> then you know, then people turn to the bottle and you know the drugs and stuff. And I cr- I, I crack under the pressure sometimes too. I think it's just that I don't. Th- Typically, the pressure to me isn't the budget, though. Like, I, and I'm the one that's keeping track that's of the budget, I, right. and I don't even and, and I don't even think about it most. If we're in there, like to me, like the budget, obviously you have to keep in mind, right? But like. We like I go into it knowing that we're gonna have if we if if we schedule if we schedule a day that's eight hours I know realistically that's probably gonna turn into a ten hour day right or a twelve hour day so I don't 
I've already budgeted for that difference. And in my head, I'm not even thinking about it anymore. To me, it's like, it's all about getting the best result possible. We're in here, we're creating a piece of work that's going to live forever. Whether or not anyone hears it is irrelevant. The fact that it lives forever, it's gotta be the best performance you could possibly give. So if it takes us this long to do it, then we do it. And sometimes we get, sometimes I, I crack under the pressure too, you're just not feeling it that day. A studio is very weird where it's like you're having a good day or if you're having a bad day, it sucks because like you still gotta pull through and do it. And if you're having a bad day, it's just, it's, it's just not gonna be your best performance, period. You know, but I know I crack under that pressure, but I also like that, fin that final result, man, it's just like I can't, nothing compares to that to me, yeah, you know? I love it. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, interesting enough, and since our, our, our guest is the, the real bathroom, yeah, okay, yeah, it's downstairs. <laughs> Uh, uh, but that's interesting, though. That, like that, so that's your opinion about it. But we've 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 gone back and forth about this about uh, 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 what I like most, which is performing. Right. And I don't get one like butterfly at all on stage. Yeah, performing makes me a nervous wreck. I know that's weird. Yeah. Going in that studio though, I'm I'm like. Yeah, I, I don't want to. I don't want to get in there. I don't want to do any of that stuff or anything like that because I don't want to be under a microscope. I, what I want is, is it's almost like going to the doctor's office. It, I don't like that. The, the thing I want to be on stage with a bunch of people and like make them happy and 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 yeah, dance around. I but. feel you, but for me, it's like if like I I like to make people happy as well. But I feel like I get one shot to do that live, and if I fuck it up, then I just ruin everyone's night. So you, and so you say there's more on the line. There's, then, right? there's more pressure for me. Uh, on a performance so, well, then what's my deal then, then no, that, that's just that's just your perspective of it there's, there's no deal right it's like a lot of people feel the way that you do about performing a lot of I, I venture to say most most performing musicians feel that way about performing live than they do uh, versus being in the studio for me I feel like there actually is no judgment because it's more about like like when you're in the studio, it's more about like it's just you and the engineer. Yeah, and the engineer. I hate that. And the I, I love that. <laughs> and the engineer can judge you all they want, but at the end of the day, like their name is still on the product, right? Yeah. So it's like they can't really judge you too much. They have to try and get you to be as like the best that you possibly can. But I'm thinking like I'm thinking like this like uh uh I would I would rather be judged by a thousand people at once that don't know about music. Versus the guy that that's does not that or the girl twenty twenty okay or girl yeah or or them or them all right twenty twenty right. but uh, at the same time uh, 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 I would rather do that and and perform for them and then my my job at that point in time is to make them happy and dance and 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 and, and enjoy uh, entertainment yeah for sure I I love that way more than uh, uh, being in the studio yeah imagine the gratitude that you can give to somebody after the uh, uh, it's fine. They can't see you on the camera. Uh, imagine the gratitude that you can give to somebody with, with the uh, with the uh, the end result of a record. Also, sure, though, yeah, you know absolutely, I mean? absolutely. I'm just saying. I'm, I'm oh, just, it's in here, bro. I'm I got you. <laughs> I'm just trying. I'm just trying to say that I think. Baker's Mark. They're not a sponsor, but you know. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'll make a call to Loretta, Kentucky, and get him on there for sure. But uh, 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 I was trying to say, uh, I think there's like Jack was saying that there's there's different roles for uh, so many different roles in the music world. Yeah, uh, and I think I think I I think I found mine. Performing, hands down. Yeah, because I don't fit anywhere else. I definitely no. And it's like putting a square peg into a round hole with me, and I just 
I don't do well. Jam it in there. Uh, Jam I, it in there, Billy. No, I was. It is. It it's like if I'm not. If I wasn't. If I was more funny, I could be a comedian. And then secondly, uh, uh, I could I could have been a, a, a an actor or something like that. Uh, if you had, if you if you if you knew that you could have been a comedian like ten years ago, you probably would have like it's, it's you are funny. You could be a stand up comedian. <gasps> Can you, you say that again? You just didn't know that that was like. <laughs> You I mean, know, he feels so good inside. Anyways, Jen, uh, Jen uh, thanks for tuning you in. You are Jen, good enough, the manager Thank over you. at uh, Wicked Barley. I'm, I'm not even really good at uh, uh, playing piano at all. No, you, I mean, but you I'm a moments. better performer than you. You're a great performer, but I'm better than you. I don't know if you're a better performer than <laughs> I am. It's a, di- a different kind of performer than I am. But um, uh, <laughs> that is okay. All right. Uh, so, Jack, how, how did how did you get linked up with Bolt okay, City yeah, Productions? Just, all right. I'm gonna make to be honest, I, I don't really know. And what um, and what is for, for, so for those who don't know, what is Bold City Productions? So Bold City Productions, uh, Bold City Productions uh, Music LLC um, is a production company where we do function as a label. Uh, we do have artists such as uh, the great uh, uh, salsa band here from Jacksonville, LPT. Um, the Raisin Cake Orchestra, who performed at the Jacksonville Jazz Festival um, and many other places. Um, and we have a few new artists um, coming on who I can't say yet, but will certainly knock your socks off. You guys looking for um, some new artists or what? What <laughs> <laughs> you know. Yeah, uh, let you know. We, we, got, we got awesome new guys coming on. Um, so we do function as a label, but we also function um uh in areas such as uh like education uh where we've hosted and put together many different uh master classes with world-class musicians um such as uh one guy named marcus printup uh who plays with the lincoln center jazz orchestra with Whit marsalis and oh, wow. new york and he is a jacksonville native um and uh, guys like Barry Green, wow, um, Kevin Bales, who's a Jacksonville native and was one of my mentors in Atlanta. Um, so we function under the educational uh, purpose too, and then also supporting projects like um, Marcus Printup's wife has a project called "I Have a Song in My Heart," which is a children's book she wrote, um, and they have a whole school program where they play music along with a a children's book so they play music and she reads the book while there's live music happening wow so we we kind of have like a bunch of arms in it in a few different things but mostly it's it's based on music and my my title there officially is uh director of logistics and operations however most of the time when i'm introduced it's jack of all trades Cause I ah. uh, shut up, <laughs> uh, <laughs> don't even. Um, but <laughs> I've I've had like for example I've had my hand in producing this last uh, video for LPT, which comes out on July thirty first, um, along with a single that they also did off of their uh, award winning album uh, Simpaya, uh, which won. Uh, uh, best Latin album in the world under we were, the Independent Music Awards, which yeah, is like an indie that. version of the Grammys. We right? were we were listening to it uh, before you came over today. Yeah, it, it sounds, sounds great. Sounds which was amazing. Recorded at 
uh, NFS Studios here, uh, like hour and a half south um, in Palm Coast. Okay. Yeah. Uh, in NFS Studios, if you don't know, is owned by Micah Bethay. Um, he's a UNF graduate, um, fantastic arranger, um, and it's a world class studio. It, I I've been in a lot of really really awesome studios like. The parlor in New Orleans, which is yeah. where like Snarky Puppy sometimes records, and Nicholas Payton and Galactic and uh, Doctor John, uh, rest in peace, um, and like NFS Studios, like Zumpar. That's that's the place, man. Wow, it's it's just here in Florida. Um, so that's where LPT recorded their album, and uh, they, those guys are just awesome. I mean, we don't we don't have to do too much work because. Their music is just so stinking good. It's it's hard to not sell. Yeah, you know? but sure. I have my hand in that and putting them out there, um, as well as um, just you know dealing like we were saying earlier with some of the back end stuff. You know, keep a website up to date. You know, sending out emails, putting together directories, yada yada yada, purchasing insurance. You know, make sure everybody's here at this time. You know. So you are you kind of acting as like their manager as well? Uh, not per se, because we deal with things on a project basis. So I don't think anybody any because we have we have an awesome board of directors, um, but not any one person is with one artist. Okay, I see. so we deal with it on a project basis. You know, everyone in our roster, as far as on the label, has their strengths. So as we see need if we're if we're getting ready to record another album or something we'll say like hey this guy has the studio experience of producing people we'll send him in you know that type type of sense where we'll send whoever is needed to that what did you call that earlier what kind of producer was that like a producer engineer almost like a producer recruiter or something like a what? that. A producer recruiter is what I would call a it. A producer recruiter. Yeah, because you got like a list of uh, people ready to go. Oh yeah, so like the label type of producer. Oh, that's what it was. Which label is producer. like what I'm doing with the label. That's what. Yeah, that's what I was trying to say. Yeah, yeah. And that that type of stuff is fun because I I get a genuine pleasure out of supporting people, and you know even though I'm only <laughs> 24, I. I've been very lucky to have uh, so much experience around people, especially people that are older than me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Got them. Um, and, like, pick their brains. And, you Do know, you think this is a game, bud? Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, All right. Got but, em. you know, he, for somebody my yeah, I really age. I really showed you the ropes there, didn't I, Jack? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and for somebody my age, I will say that I feel like I've experienced a lot more life than other people and i honestly think from my understanding that's why i was brought on to the board of directors because i'm one i'm the youngest person on there i hate bragging about myself but that you know i'm the younger youngest person on there by shoot probably 10 years wow you know the other guys on there have grammys like what's your grammy what? Where's your Grammy? <laughs> My Grammy lives in Rochester, New York. Ah, <laughs> that was good. And I love her very much. I love you, Grammy. <laughs> you called me old, and then I was like, all right, I'll get you one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not fucking old. Are we old now? No, we're not old yet. Uh, Getting there, though. What, what? How are you guys? 
30. Uh, your birthday's coming up, isn't it? Yes, yeah, tomorrow. What? Oh, what? <laughs> I forgot! Oh. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, <laughs> you turn you turn you turn thirty one at midnight? Thirty one at midnight, yeah. What are we doing, bud? Oh, I was gonna go home <laughs> at some point, but I think wait. Hey Chelsea, you still on there? I knew it was a joke. <laughs> I knew it was Bring a the joke. dog over. You get some blow and some hookers or what? I mean, make it a night? I don't know. We only turned 31 once. That's yeah, it, it was awful. Uh, on the coronavirus? It was awful. Yeah, we're the same age, but we're like, what, three, three months apart? I think you're apart? like three months older yeah. than me, yeah. You know, I, at midnight. <laughs> <laughs> three months apart is what I would say. Oh, okay. You know, I, I will say, because my birthday was in May, it was, it was kind of different if you say anything about turning 24 i'm gonna smack the shit out no, of no, you. no no it was different <laughs> you really it was, my ass he's a black I, I, type it was a, it was a it, it was, was a rough year yeah well it was <laughs> different oh my god <laughs> don't ruin it for me <laughs> i don't know this no spoilers right. um it was different having a birthday during covid Oh yeah. Although I had I, one too, yeah. I am a homebody. He's having one right now. Yeah, <laughs> Chelsea had one too. I I am show, a yeah. homebody. I do like yeah, me too. being home and you know, like for my twenty first birthday I, I went up to Amelia and my family came down from Georgia and they cool. rented a place and I actually had a gig up there. So I stayed in the hotel after my gig and you know, I shared a beer with my dad and you That's know, funny. that night I went home and I got home to my apartment here at Jackson at like nine AM. My room was like did you just turn 21? She, I'm like, yeah. She's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm going to bed. No. <laughs> and she's like, you don't go to bed when you turn bars? 21. I'm like, fuck yeah. yeah. <laughs> you have to go to every bar. You went to beach bars during yeah, COVID? Yeah, I went to the beach bar. Yeah, yeah that, that's but, the way you do it. And it's like, fun, but I'm not I'm not. So Jack's really... got COVID, everybody, just letting you know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like celebrating. I hate award ceremonies. I don't. I, I really just don't like. So what'd you do when LPT won in the IMA? He did nothing, and he hasn't talked about it at all. I, yeah. I, took, a sh- <laughs> I, took, I took a shot. Actually, I'm just what kidding. was supposed to happen is we were all supposed to fly up to New York, and there was supposed to be you know big red carpet sort of thing, you know, like mini Grammys. That yeah, sounds awesome. Know, but hashtag COVID. Yeah. And that ruined all my uh, hopes and dreams. What are you so, talking about? Uh, you got the award. Yes, got, well, yes. I know, and I. You know, Congratulations! I it's awesome. So you got the credit. I, I submitted. I literally submitted their album and the tracks and everything, which is great. But they they did all the heavy lifting. I just picked the tracks. But they uh, they're awesome. But I I I uh, I don't like awards. I I don't feel like it's right to be recognized doing something that you love and something that you would do anyways. Right, but unfortunately it's kind of a, a part of the industry that I you gotta know, kind of Especially when you're in. so great. Shut up. really is. Shut up, Billy. They really are. They're, they're, they're a great band for sure. Yeah, damn. I would have bought a lot more whiskey if I remembered your birthday was at no, midnight. Okay, I'm fine. sorry. It's okay. I was brought vodka. I got, yeah, I got, <laughs> I got some vodka and uh, rum. Yeah, I love both of those. And beer. <laughs> um, I well, won an award. What'd you win? Uh, uh, I, I I peaked very early. <laughs> I was uh, uh, Kentucky's second most beautiful baby when I was a baby. So, I'm proud of you. Thank you. I'm proud of you. So, yeah. Jack, uh, <laughs> we do have a question. Uh, how do you submit your songs for that kind of stuff? So, yeah, uh, the IMAs... In the Independent Music Awards, uh, again, it's kind of like the indie version of of the Grammys. Uh, they do it once a year. 
there's basically all the same categories as the Grammys, give or take some of the more obscure ones. Uh, but there are people that, you know, what do we have one Grammys judging the stuff, you know, people like Joe Satriani, um, for whatever reason, Joe Satriani stuck out in my mind, but yes. those type of level people <laughs> are, are the people that are, are judging it. So <laughs> it's not just like, you know, some guy that like has been around in his hometown and it's like, I know the best bar musicians ever. Like these are world-class musicians that will be remembered long after they're gone. Right. Literally picking who gets this in the independent music awards is not it's not a joke you know it's a worldwide thing it's a global i kind of like it more already other than the grammys because it's like the grammys seem like it's uh fake anyways skrillex skrillex won nine in one night yeah i always go back to that i like the grammys Mm. it is inclusive well that might that might be my seventh unpopular opinion tonight Oh, well, speaking of, of unpopular yeah, well, opinions. Well, well, we're, we're not there. We're, we're not, not there, there yet. yet. Yeah, hold it till the end. Hold it till the end. We'll get it. Uh, but, we're getting close. But though. what what is that process, though, of, of submitting music to, yeah, to yeah, the yeah, IMAs? Yeah, that's right. That's right. Sorry, I keep like interrupting. I, it's, it's very, very simple. You you just create an account. It's free. Um, you could submit for as many different categories as you want um, for a small fee, like uh I think it was something like forty bucks. Submit your album. You know they they review it, and and that's after- it. And you know again, there's different subjects. You know if you're a rock artist, you can do uh, best rock song, best rock album. You know best female performance, best jazz instrumental album for LPT. They won best Latin album. Um, we also submitted them for uh, uh, best Latin track best latin album that's yeah. a big fucking that, yeah that's, that's awesome, awesome. Man. that's, a, that's, that's what I'm a saying. big deal like, a way to put jackson on the map yeah, too, exactly you know? these guys i mean individually lpt is so so special because they're they are a collective of one guys that i've i've personally played with in so many different settings from corporate wedding gigs to jazz gigs to pop gigs um, from anywhere from the percussion section to the keyboardist to the vocalist Fucking to the Stan Piper, horn bro. players. Yeah, Stan Piper kills it on the bass. Yeah, he's an animal. You know, baby bass. You know, he, he's a badass. You know, all these guys are just total chameleons of what they do. And they get together and they just like smoke the salsa thing. And that's not something you just walk into. When I was in high school, um, I did drumline and one of the guys – on drumline, uh, Gabe Fernandez, his dad is a great, great Latin pianist. And he and his wife used to uh, tour um, doing the whole Latin and salsa thing. And they would invite me every Saturday to come play drum kit uh, with with their band at their restaurant um, called Mojitos in Norcross, Georgia. And... I would go there and, you know, the conga player and the timbali player was, you know, straight from Cuba. So I would get my ass kicked every night. You know, look at the little white boy, you know, trying to feel it out and yeah. everything. 
And, you know, I knew all the grooves, but, like, I didn't know the songs because in that genre, it's, it's you know, you think gospel music is audible. And I know that from, you know, playing in gospel church for two years and, you know, having plenty of friends that are in that scene. You know, Cuban music is a, a totally different beast because there's a whole other culture that's can could not even be related to america and still be okay on its own gospel is an american with african roots but that's as american as you can get it's gospel music hands down yeah it's it's totally influenced by a lot of things from america but cuban music on its own without america's influence in a way could be fine on its own who played uh piano for lpt Angel angel garcia Man, that, he sounds amazing. He's awesome. I really, I I really want. He's, actually he's like a South big Florida. teddy bear, man. I love it. I really, I, I, I really want to get into to learn how to play that kind of, to style of music. For I'll sure. hook you yeah. up, man. Angel's a sweet guy. I, I don't know the first thing. About Everybody it. go follow Angel Garcia on Instagram. I but don't it sounds know what amazing. Instagram, man. Everybody go follow LPT on anything. Somo LPT. It sounds like a. a just fun music. That's like right up my alley. Yeah, that's the party thing. Music. It's so much fun. Even I'm right there. That's what it is. Yeah. You just feel so good, man. It just makes you want to move. There you go. And you, I, I just I remember do. always having the time of my life playing with that band. And I always learned something. They were always so uplifting. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, all those guys in that band is, are just total chameleons. So impressive. Such great guys. I freaking love LPT. All right. I want to oh, go yeah. see them. I haven't seen them before. Yeah, they're 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 great. I'm yeah, sorry. They, they were doing Salsa Sundays at... Because um, it rhymes? Mm. <laughs> 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 uh, Be here all night. There's one. There's one. If anybody um, wants to come over for Tony 305's 31st birthday, <laughs> bring whiskey is all we're saying. <laughs> Specifically bourbon, though, yeah. right? Well, you know, too strong. <laughs> I do like bourbon. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, it's it's the place right next to right next to Salsa Sunday. Sunday. Where microphone? is Salsa Sunday? It's down by Jack Stadium. They can't hear you. It's down by Jack Stadium. Uh, the the name of the place bar next door. Oh, oh, oh the, the bar, no, that, that the, bar the no name across bar the street. Or whatever. Oh, it, or Intuition. Uh, it's on the corner. Intuition. Thank Intuition. They, oh, they were okay. doing Salsa Sundays. At intuition, um, when things were starting to look a little bit better with COVID, um, hell yeah, then COVID, you know, mess that up. I'll go again. see them on Sundays. I'm always but, off on Sundays. You know, we have gets, to do something on Sundays. Up, I can't remember what it is though. What you know, is it like? You can you can visit. <laughs> oh, you this can visit thing. BoldCityMusic.com. Right, yeah. yeah, and they have an artist page. Um, it is the brewery. Um, you can visit BoldCityMusic.com, and we have an artist page for all of our artists. Uh, such as uh, LPT, Raise the Cake Orchestra, and DeAndre Wetzel. Uh, and they have plenty of videos on there and links to their music and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. I, I really want to go. Yeah. I, like, uh, he, he put them on for just a second before we uh, uh, before he came over today, and I was just like, this is a, it just sounds oh, amazing. Dude, and that's it was recorded at NFS Studios. Uh, that's the it the one NFS. down all recorded uh, at NFS Studios. It just sounded I, I, I can't I can't really describe what it sounded like. Like it, it obviously is, it's Latin music and everything like that and it sounds 
I'm not trying to uh, uh, be ignorant about it that it's, it sounds the same way, but it just sounded so like authentic, authentic and clean, yeah, like very clean and like uh, 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 I don't know, it, stood it, out to me. That's such a testament to those guys yeah. in the band because you know there are guys like Josue, uh, who's the vocalist, like he knows that stuff inside and out. He knows how any you know Cuban any type of subsection of latin music how it all the cadences yeah. how it arcs he knows all of that you can ask him and then you know given the other guys like uh juan roland saxophone one of the greatest tenor saxophonists i've ever heard ever um and then angel garcia who arranges most of the music who's the pianist he he does a lot of the arrangements um like they just know that stuff inside and out it's in their bones they just live and breathe that stuff it, which plays to that authenticity you know I, I don't think any of those guys are actually from Cuba I'm pretty sure but Angel's it, from South Florida though which exactly. is close enough it, well <laughs> yeah basically you know but it, it's such a culture thing even saying when people say that they're, they're from South Florida you know that carries a certain weight as far as the cultural value Right. Do you know anything about that, Tony? I'm from South Florida. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I didn't grow up. We didn't. Grow, I, mean, I, I am a Cuban, but we didn't grow up listening to that. Uh, but you did hear it, you know, just on a regular basis, I just like being around and everything. Um, and there's a huge uh, Latin scene down there, as far like, especially in, the, in like, the pop and like the jazz world. So I'll talk but, to Angel. Yeah. And then you've got the in. I have, no I have no ends. Cuba. I have no ends. And we'll just start over. Damn, all of a sudden, side how do you say, hustle was how, yeah, how do you say side hustle. <laughs> how do you say side hustle in Spanish? I have no idea. I don't speak Spanish either. I'm the worst Cuban you'll ever meet. He does. Uh, he does. Less. I, I'll, I'll say I wish now more than ever. I'm not trying to make any sort of like political statement. I, the way my middle school worked is that it, it was either you took French Spanish or German, so German. It's I know. <laughs> you picked German, didn't you? <laughs> no, 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 no. It was on a cycle, though. So depending on year, you know, one year is French, the next year is Spanish, the next year is German. I landed what? on French. I took seven years of French. You did? Barely remember a lick of it. Tu parles français? Oui. Uh, uh, tu es poisson girl? Mom, mom. <laughs> <laughs> what did I just say? What did I just say? You are a big fish. I, big fish. Yeah, I know. I'm not. My uh, my uh, mom, mom, my mère uh, is uh, professeur français. Oh, uh, bon. So I know. I know French. This right, is fun. Uh, yeah, anyway. My roommate is actually. <laughs> dude, my roommate is actually from France. Oh, that, wow. That's and his amazing. Dad has like a castle what, in France. What what part of France? I have no idea. You have no idea. Well, my mom, my mom's a French teacher anyway, so I, I grew up learning French. And I, I like that, which is French. completely French is a, useless here in French, Florida. It, <laughs> no, not in Florida, not in South language. Florida. It's just, yeah, exactly. It's just a I dated a, a very nice Haitian girl, and she spoke Creole, and it is nothing like French. Is that the same thing? <laughs> but you, but you, you can have a conversation, <laughs> though. Uh, it's, like, barely. It's like, it's, like, it's, like, it's like Spanish and Portuguese or something, you know? It's French. Okay, but I'm saying the difference, though. You know what I mean? Is it like a a um, casual, like a? It's a dialect. It's, it's a dialect like a, it's like French. a completely different language. Oh. 
Yeah. It's close. It's close. Yeah, it's close. They say some some like basic words. Like, hey, whatever. My, my, this my, is my, not a language podcast. Like, yeah. I don't know where we're getting into this. But yeah, um, <laughs> we're getting. Welcome to Rosetta <laughs> Stone. So what, you wish you would have t- taken Spanish? Is that what you're saying? I I do wish I had taken Spanish. Estoy aprendiendo español. I mean, you know, shut me fuck up. You know, it, it, like when I was playing that Cuban restaurant in high school, like that would have been so much more valuable to me than. Knowing how to conjugate verbs in, in French. French, yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, try explaining to every Cuban that speaks Spanish to you that you're Cuban and can't speak Spanish. He can't speak Spanish. <laughs> yeah, I've seen him. I've seen him speak Spanish. That's the worst people. fucking. No, you can't. You're, you're throwing yourself. Out I of feel the bus. so bad. I, that's one of my like, you know, uncareer goals that I I want to actually sit down and. It only takes take the like time to learn Spanish. It takes like two years to learn Spanish. I, I have the worst memory. I can. When some people ask me to remember my birthday, or like, when were you born? I have to go. Your own birthday. May 19th. Yeah, I keep forgetting my birthday. 1996, you know? So that's how bad my memory is. So when I learn things, Did why were. 1996? I know, I'm. Can you give me a, a BB? Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> drink. Uh, it, I have a hard time remembering things. I, I, I love you, mommy and daddy. I can't. I cannot remember your birthdays other than my mom's birthdays in September and my dad's birthdays on like the first part of December. My memory is just that bad. As much as I love them both so dearly, I have such a hard time remembering specific things. I'm, I'm bad at history. Let's stick into this really. Let's remember definitions. This has gotten so off the tracks. Uh, (laughs) I was fucking with you. (laughs) Wait, who are you? Yeah. Where am I? All right. Well, then, like, if it's getting this off the tracks, let's just go with the unpopular. (laughs) Because, like, like, this is usually what happens. It's like, hey, this is a lot of fun. We get really into uh, 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 music talk and everything like that. And then we have, like, I don't know, about four to five shots of fucking whiskey and then like we're off topic way off topic yeah. <laughs> well well okay so I'm, I'm trying to think of like other music things i'm doing so it's not important uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> what a dick <laughs> that was a good that was, that was, that was good. Really Wait, uh, uh, i'm working on my tie five for uh, the comedy store uh, but they're not open right now who are your favorite jazz players oh jesus okay so my favorite uh, I'll, I'll go instrument uh my favorite Tenor sax player is Joshua Redman, who just uh, released a new album with one of my, literally my favorite group of musicians, Joshua Redman on uh, tenor saxophone, Brad Meldow on piano. Fuck yeah. Uh, Christian McBride. Hell yeah. Respect the Goat on bass. Angry face. Christian McBride. That's delayed. That's delayed. That's delayed. delayed. A couple minutes. You can't do that to my boy, Christian McBride. Um, and then uh, one of my favorite drummers ever, Brian Boyd. Yes, the best. Um, oh, my God. He's uh, so good. Biggest, big, 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 here's Bigger Heart. Um, uh, I've been listening to them. The guitar. Uh, no guitar on that album. Well, oh, I'm, say- I'm I- saying your favorite guitar, your favorite jazz uh, guitars. Favorite jazz guitars? West Montgomery. Yes, I would agree with you on that. Uh combination of great pocket music sensibility and vocabulary vocabulary man i can't yeah. i've tried to, i've tried to transcribe some of his shit i'm just like i can't i can't i can't do this <laughs> one of my i think my second or first 
um, jazz record was Wes Montgomery smoking at the half note. Yeah. Um, with Wes Montgomery on guitar, Jimmy Cobb on drums, rest in peace. Uh, Winton Kelly on piano and Paul Chambers on bass. That that album is it for me. I love that album. Yeah, it's a great record. Uh, who are your favorite jazz players, Bill? So, like, like 96, I would say John Stockton, for sure. Uh, uh, that game six in the finals against uh, 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 Michael Jordan was amazing. The matchup, probably wait, the wait, best wait, wait. Pause, point. Pause, pause, pause. Have you seen the Jordan doc? The Jordan documentary that likes eight. I thought you didn't like sports. I love sports. What? I thought you said you didn't like no, sports. No, 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 no. But you got I, my I you got my joke I like, immediately. I was my second favorite jazz player is Carl Malone. <laughs> I would say that for sure. But John Stockton is my favorite favorite jazz player. Okay, cool. What Fair enough. Sorry, what were you saying though? I was saying I love sports. You do? I love music more than sports. Are you a Braves fan since from Atlanta? <laughs> no comment. Uh, uh, what? Oh, Georgia sports are garbage. Um, what are you talking about? He doesn't like the Braves. Holy cow! Anybody that wears red and black is just doomed to choke. Falcons Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah. Braves, the, the Falcons suck, but the Braves. Braves are awesome. When was the last time they made it past the first game in the playoffs? It's been a while since Hawks. they made it to the playoffs. Oh, chancy. Hawks the Hawks sometimes surprise you. Yeah, but are you really gonna? The Georgia Bulldogs, though? Are you really going to say something about them? <laughs> the Georgia Bulldogs. Oh, my gosh. You made me lose my You're head. Well, the yeah, Georgia sorry. Bulldogs. This is the common theme oh, that happens good, here now. Good, good grief. I'm just saying they're, they're good teams, and in the 90s, they were great, too. But whatever. All right. So let's let's move on to unpopular opinions. That, that, was, but right. that, that, that was something that, I, that we thought would be funny because I don't know anything about jazz <laughs> okay. at all. Obviously, that's – I know. That's, we've uh, talked about uh, it before. You were uh, Charlie uh, Brown? Yeah, Charlie yeah, Brown. I know Charlie Brown. But I thought that would be hilarious to ask. Oh, my mom commented. I need her birthday. Mom, Sue. <laughs> no. Mom, I love you so much. And I know you called me. She called me like an hour before this. Oh, I'm like, no. Mom, I'm going to go pick up a beers. And I really got to get to this thing. She, My mom is like, she's a golden person. But not important enough to remember her birthday. Oh, oh shut up. <laughs> shut up. Oh. I love my mom so but that, much. That, that, I was trying to think of uh, the questions to ask you because I, I don't know anything about jazz at all. And I know that I'm ignorant and everything like that. I'm sure jazz is great or whatever. But, <laughs> I, I, but I thought it would be hilarious for him to ask you what your favorite jazz players are and then ask me what my favorite jazz players <laughs> oh. are. <laughs> yeah, that was planned. Yeah, that was planned. <laughs> but yeah, uh, John Stockton for sure. One of the best point guards ever. Honestly. So, <laughs> I love Paul Pierce. Carl Malone. Car- <laughs> I mean, Andrew Jones, gosh, John Smoltz. Okay, I feel like you're just making up. Barry Bonds, <laughs> total <laughs> cheater. Okay, all right. I got, I got it. Sure, yeah, okay. Yeah. All right, so unpopular opinion number one for me, uh, I love taking baths. We're going to do We're gonna do unpopular love, opinions Wait, what? Now. I'm a baths guy. Baths? Okay. I love taking baths. I was just sit in my own filth in a tub of warm water. I'm, I'm not a bath guy. Are you a bath guy? I don't know if it's about the filth for me. I think it's more about the... It's the time, right? The experience. I've never had a... Except for one apartment that I lived in, I had the master bedroom, which had, you know, the nice bath with the jacuzzi jets. And, you know, while I was a kid, I... uh, My Grammy um, had the bathtub that had the jets, and that, that was fun, you know? But you get older, and 
I have not taken a bath probably for five years only because I'm so busy that I do not feel comfortable sitting in my bathtub knowing the filth. I haven't taken a bath since I was six. I'm not a filthy man, but it's for children. It's for children. I love it. I I don't think it's for children. Maybe uh, maybe I don't like them because you haven't done it in a while. I I I'm not saying that I don't like them. I'm not taking a bath. I'm just saying that I don't feel comfortable. Take a shower with the time that I haven't sometimes cleaned my bathtub. I see. see, I'll be honest. Okay, because you know if you don't clean your bathroom, bathtub, and there's like a little bit of shnikes down on the uh, drain hole. You know, I'm like, oh, that's coming up into the uh, area. Yeah, I do feel you, like, uh, do you do you put candles on and listen to jazz? I would sometimes. Yeah, I mean, yeah. If the mood yeah. strikes me. I would. There's Sorry, definitely sm- been times where I've done jazz, that. Like Kenny G. Well, not smooth jazz. I hate smooth oh, jazz. Oh, really? Kenny G. Smooth Kenny jazz. G, I, I wouldn't put on Kenny G. I hate he's, smooth jazz. He's the, one of the most famous jazz R&B. artists. That I, Somebody that asked I if I knew Kenny G the other night at a gig, and I was like, "What about what I'm doing here makes you think that I know any Kenny G?" We played. We played. And they asked me if, if I knew Cardi B. I was like, "Do you think that anybody would know those two things simultaneously?" Why? Why? I feel like this is a Sesame Street. Kenny G and Cardi B. Like, yeah. what else we got? They were they were cracking <laughs> me up. Uh, Epsom salt baths for sure. I'm definitely big on no. that. Uh, oh, you know what? I the the last time I took a bath because I'm really uh, uh I grew up in the fucking country and I, I I'm really allergic to poison ivy. So I'd always have to take oatmeal baths whenever I got poison ivy uh, rashes and uh, uh, calamine lotion. Maybe you just have uh, a bad memory with, with baths. Poison maybe, ivy. You, maybe you just like. Uh, but the last time I, I think the last time I took a bath, I was six years old. Okay, so you just have a, you associate bad memories taking a bath. I'm, this is an unpopular opinion yeah and i'm i'm the person who is so what's saying your, that ever would give him like a war flashback just baths cover his head and just like dunk him in a bath yeah exactly <laughs> it's a waste of time but uh okay so what do you got going on uh, over there? uh um, <laughs> i forgot that we came up with this and then like i remember uh i hate acoustic covers of anything yeah we got that <laughs> It's like I think any musician can kind of agree. No, I disagree with that. But you know, it's just it's more just like, uh, like come I on. I can't I, I can't think of any exceptions right now. But for because the most there, part, there are none. I would think no, that you wrong. know if what do you acoustic got acoustic cover versus r- real thing? Yeah, real thing. Yeah, no, real no, thing every time. Disagree. There's a so Alan Stone is a version of Sex and Candy that is just the fucking. That's best. already an acoustic. I'm gonna song. I'm gonna write that out because I'm gonna check that out. Look at Se- it. It's, it's a YouTube. It's a live thing. The whole way. No, it's not acoustic. They have drums and it's kind of. Oh, you know, for fuck's sake! You, you know what I mean? Though. No, I don't because you have this very broad Alan Stone sex thing and when candy. you say things. I'm gonna let you have this because it's your birthday. No, okay, no, because it's not my birthday. <laughs> right now. And you, you, Jack's you think having fun because something is like <laughs> less than 150 BPMs. Yeah. Uh, and like, and like, uh, maybe doesn't have like synthesizers. Yeah. You think that's acoustic? Uh huh. So it could have a full band. Yeah. L- uh, under 150 BPMs. I that's will, acoustic I will, to you. I will no. With no, no synthesizers. No. Okay. Well, I will. I will. I will uh, uh, delve into this more. I will. Yeah, say... Yeah. Th- Tupac. Uh, Tupac's Thug's Mansion acoustic Are is you badass serious? too. It's so good. Are you serious? Have you heard it? You haven't heard one Tupac song. And you have a fucking poster of him and Biggie in your fucking on your was, wall I here. I thought it was Tupac. Oh my! Give hey. <laughs> oh. this back to me. Give this back to me. He, he, Billy says he loves hip hop and has never heard a hip hop song in his life. I did. Uh, so my this this seems so uh, trivial now, but I love cold weather. <laughs> do you want to keep talking about it? <laughs> no, I, 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 I have a funny story. So 
when I I was born in Raleigh, North Carolina. Ooh, I'll have to check then that out, Chris. Then Sorry. I moved to Virginia. Are you from North Carolina? North Carolina. You can't um, even put the southern accent on if you try. At all. Hey, I, well, <laughs> hang on. I can't. Fuck you. Um, it comes out depending on who I'm hanging with, a.k.a. Um, you guys don't sound like you're what do you what, what do you call it when it's uh, 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 raining and when the sun's out? Sun rain? No. He ain't from Kentucky. He's not from Specifically, you remember Carolina. building a train set table with my dad. Sunshine. And looking outside of the garage, and it was sunny outside, and it was raining. I'm like... Dad, why is it raining and it's sunny outside? If you're from the Appalachia and it's raining outside Ap- and it's oh, it's stop, sunny stop, outside. Stop, stop, shut up. The Appalachia? You're not from north. You're not from the south. Like, Appalachian like, Mountains? Yeah. I've always thought it was Appalachian. <laughs> Appalachian, hands down. Appalachian. Uh, that's what I thought it was, right? Uh, you ain't, you ain't, you ain't from there then. No, I'm not. You ain't from Kentucky. Okay. Hey, yo, then he's definitely not from North Carolina. Yeah. <laughs> well, he was born in Raleigh. Maybe you grew up in Atlanta. <laughs> but anyways, oh. when, when it's raining outside, it's not and, and, it's and, and when it's raining outside <laughs> and it's 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 sunny, uh, they say the devil's beating his wife. <laughs> That's a very common expression. <laughs> there you go. Right. <laughs> Fucking. Yeah. There you go. Chris said. Devil's beating his wife. That, well, that's what we say. Uh, I, I, I wow, have Chris, had Chris life experiences. <laughs> I know that's, that's what I I've had life experiences. And where is Chris Underdog? Where is Chris Underdog from? Is he from North Carolina or not? To end my own life of thinking that the devil is in my head. I'm not thinking about the devil beating his wife. I'm I, thinking about the devil beating me. I always but call I'm not thinking anybody anything about his wife. So I don't know what you're it's, considering. It's I always just, call it's it just what you say up there. I don't know what to tell you. I always call it the as, devil and his wife. I always call it a sun shower. A sun shower. Is, <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm just well, saying. You're from a, like a city where it's people. It's a sun shower. It's sunny outside yeah. and a shower. Well, because you're from a city it's where people pouring. where people think about things before they say them. Well, right? no. So uh, <laughs> I'll take this. Uh, uh, Billy, shut up. <laughs> shut up. It's a colloquialism. He turns yeah. up his volume. You, it's you already, already, right, right, no, right. I turned down you actually. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, but it's my turn. Yeah, your turn. Sorry. My number two is I hate TikTok in every fashion. Yeah, everyone hates TikTok. We Next. got it. Wait, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. The only thing I like about TikTok. Put your music on there. I think. What? I, you can put one, music on there? I do not have a TikTok. When I had it, because TikTok is. But you're so young, though. I thought you did. TikTok is. <laughs> Burn! Um, <laughs> TikTok is basically a recreation with minor time adjustments of. Um, Vine. Vine Vine was um, the best I'd kill I only for had Vine. Vine for a week I'm like this is stupid I've, I've only had Twitter for a week I, I Twitter's yeah, I hard Twitter too I don't get it Since I had, uh, I was a sophomore in high school Yeah Twitter sucks um, But Vine was then, awesome North Kakalaki That's where he's from You're telling me you're from Raleigh And you don't know what I'm from Raleigh North K- Kakalaki <laughs> <laughs> He's not He's not <laughs> from there <laughs> I love that You're from fucking we know our North Kakalakis. He's, he's he's from a real city. Okay. He's from he's city city boy city boy from Atlanta. All right, yeah. city boy from North Kakalaki. How do you say how do you say Atlanta? Atlanta. See, he says it the same way too. Atlanta. Well, whatever. Everyone makes fun of the way that I say it. How yeah, because you, you say it all weird. Atlanta. Atlanta. You say it like. You put a preposition at the beginning of the phrase. That's how you say it. Atlanta. You're so tense. Have you ever gotten a massage? <laughs> 
And I don't take you baths. All right. I, <laughs> one of my ex-girlfriends got me a massage for uh, a Hand in Stone, which is like in Town Center. This is a franchise. I know. Thing. I'm aware Love of it. it. It was it was great. I, I actually yeah, I do know what you're talking about. I was 22 and back when I was 22. Yeah, a couple years ago. We know. Keep <laughs> going. <laughs> we get it, bro. Oh, so long ago. Um, no, no, no. Seriously, uh, hey, that's something. Since then, since I got that massage at 22, uh, I can't hear you. Um, I've gotten four massages since. Awesome. I never had one. You should. You should try it sometime. Get one. J- just get one. Billy thinks try that's. It. Ha- tell them I'm a musician. Billy I'll thinks that's pseudo silence. Focus on my forearms. I've had. Well, I he doesn't. He doesn't actually. My, my he doesn't actually feel better. My he doesn't actually practice though. Uh, but I, uh, fuck off. I was joking. <laughs> he, Billy thinks that's a. Uh, it's pseudo science. Pseudo science. Acupu- acupuncture. In a way. Well, a, uh, a massage therapy. No, yeah, massage therapy, hundred percent. Yeah, I believe in that. So my my third unpopular opinion is. Third? Be, uh, be, yeah. Are we there already? Yeah. What? Uh, being a musician is uh, is overrated. It's very overrated. <laughs> very overrated. <laughs> I, don't, I don't thing. think so. I you don't, don't think, think so? so. I've I've met so many cool people that aren't musicians because I am a musician. Yeah. Where, you know, I'll I'll go and play at this place, and because I'm not like, I hate being like, oh, I'm the musician. I'm gonna go hang in the green room. I'm just like, I just want to go like hang out with people you know i i i don't really like i i i get more joy of hanging hanging out with people that aren't musicians than are yeah for sure because i don't know sometimes it feels like work uh i i just i love different perspective on anything yeah there isn't what if somebody starts telling me like oh you know when you go on tour it's like this i'm like You know, but I, Tony, I, why did you say being a musician is overrated? Why did I say that? Yeah, that's um, true. Yeah, not why? not so much because of what you're talking about. I love that aspect of it, right? But you can have you can get that in a lot of other jobs that you do. I'm more speaking of because first off, taxes are a motherfucker. Yeah. Okay, uh, um, the f- trying to figure out how to act like like, like you could be you could be a really good business person, right? And also a good musician, and uh, be in music, and never make any money doing this. Uh-huh. Whereas in any other industry, if you were a good <laughs> business person, you just make money. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, like, be, the, <laughs> the business of being a musician is not up the mainstream of it's being fun. a good business person. Right. There's a very you have to combine various uh, interpretations of being a you know white collar business person. A creative person, a, in a creative entertainment, right? You know, it's a, it's very multifaceted. And it's a, and it's a lot. It's a lot of uh, for me, especially right now with this whole COVID thing, where I'm just not even really sleeping anymore because I'm trying to think of like, what if live music is just like whew, done? There's something going around. And it's just, it's, uh, it's just like. <laughs> <laughs> It's just like whatever. It's a virus. Yeah, yeah it's not, I don't, I don't know. feel. I don't feel so good. I don't know. No one's ever got COVID. I don't know. I never got COVID. It's not even a real thing. Oh, that's adorable. Was, that was a really good Southern accent. Anyways, uh, <laughs> I'm just emulating someone that said it's, it to me. You're from the South, right? I'm emulating uh, people. I was on, I geographically, was playing, yeah. Dude, I was playing a gig in uh, Bluffton, South Carolina, this past Friday. Yeah. Oh. I was playing at a, a wine bar. Were you traveling um, with a? 
lovely country band that I, 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 I'm bad about being in bands because I get bored easily. Not, not because I'm like killing anything that I'm playing, but just by the nature of like, oh, this, this and that, like, you know, within one weekend I could be playing like a corporate gig. Then I'm playing a jazz trio gig. Then I'm playing like an orchestra gig and then a church gig. Like, I just love being able to do all these different things because it, it, it's just, like, intoxicating. You don't want to be put in a box. I, I hate being You're put a peacock. in a box. You're a peacock. You got you to gotta, you gotta let, let you fly. fly. Captain. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I feel you. So, you know, with the exception of people that are, you know, are really fun to be around, you know, I'm terrible about being bands. But one, one of these bands I, I was supposed to be on tour with for a good amount of weeks – the summer is called Lynn Avenue, which is out of summer, uh, Savannah, um, which is out of Savannah. They opened for the Super Bowl. They played the Country Music Awards for like 10,000 people. Man, they opened, awesome they, they opened for the Super Bowl? They opened for the Super Bowl when it was in Atlanta. Oh, I'm sorry. They're awesome. That was before I was with them, but they're, they're awesome. I really don't listen to country music that much, but they're such good singer-songwriters that I, I so much appreciate what they do. And we actually just had an album come out this past April. Um, oh, I'm, I'm horrible because I can't remember the name. But the band's name is Lynn Avenue. We're on Pandora now. Like, we're in the streaming service. And oh, nice. Of everything. Um, but I was playing with them in Bluffton, South Carolina on Friday. And... We were in a wine bar, maybe 40 people max that was in there. I was one of three people in there wearing a mask. And the other two people were staff members because yeah. they had to, the owners weren't even wearing masks. Yeah. And I, I got this so mad. This isn't a political I podcast. Actually, <laughs> I actually went up on the mic and I oh, said, Jesus. you are the reason why oh, no. I am losing wow. work. Okay. I walked away from the mic. <laughs> Because, you know, I have friends that go out and play gigs in bars, and then they come back testing COVID positive. Yeah. Because there are people there projecting their air, putting their particles to it, and God bless my friends, they are not the healthiest beings. Uh. And they test positive. And they're, you know, now they're in the hospital. And, Jesus. you know, I got off the mic. I said, you are the reason why my friends are facing fucking death. Oh my God! And you're re- you're the reason why your friends aren't never working at that place again. I exactly, <laughs> and that just makes me furious yeah. that people can be that selfish. I feel you. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> no, I feel you though. You have a mask, Billy, right? Yeah, of course. I've got, yeah, I've got six a mask. of them. I mean, I trust you guys. You know, we're, we we all know. player. I, now I am. I've been staying inside my house except letting people in uh, every now and then. I haven't. You know this. <laughs> the random cat, the random wolf. Yeah, no, I'm literally like uh, sometimes these, a bear. These, these guests and then Tony, and that's about it. Yeah, that's Tony. about it. Yeah, me. He calls Tony. me Tony. I don't know. He, he likes to call me that. They've, they've, you, have you never seen fucking uh, 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 what's the name of that damn movie? Scarface. He's Tony three. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. There Tony you go. Tony Montana. You what's, what's your last unpopular? Opinion? Well, I I want Jack to be around for it. Okay. So we can talk amongst ourselves and, uh, until the. Okay. What do we want to talk about? How you doing? I'm doing great. How you doing? <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe that I forgot that it's your birthday tomorrow. It's, I mean, you know, we have to talk about it on air. No, but did you lose that shirt that I gave you? No, I still have it. It just doesn't fit me right. 
I've got real broad you, shoulders. You told me, <laughs> you told <laughs> me to get you size way. medium. Yeah, yeah, but like, but now I know that you're a large. No, no, it's I still wear I still wear a medium. Okay, it's just that I have. I'm not even joking anymore. I have really broad shoulders. I did too. That's why I have to wear and a size I have, large. I have a very short torso. I have a long torso. But I have long arms also. We know. That's yeah. why you're a reptilian. Right. So Because you look like a dinosaur that came to life. Yeah, yeah. So there's there's very specific brands that I can wear. I've got short legs. Your, this uh, is really interesting content. Your, the shirt that you bought me, which was, was it, uh, Santana's it's 1999. It's the f- best shirt I'd rather be ever. listening to Santana's 1999 smash it. Uh, what's it called? Smooth. Smooth featuring Rob Thomas. Featuring Rob Thomas. Off of the platinum winning album Supernatural. Yeah. I think that's how it goes. Yeah, that's how it goes. So, yeah. Uh, it does just doesn't fit me right. That's all it is. So, you need another one. I don't need another I one. I didn't get you anything for your birthday. That's okay. I knew it was coming up. I know it's in July, and I know that that's why you don't have a lot of friends because you, like, as a kid, like, your birthday is in the summer, so you didn't have a lot of people coming over to your house i didn't have birthday parties when i was a kid exactly yeah. were you jehovah's witness no you but you didn't well, I because did. i did have birthday parties actually i'm thinking about it. i did have some but you were parties. but but because it's in july you just don't have parties yeah i did have parties yeah yeah i had neighborhood friends i grew up in a city so you know we had a lot of people around all the time i grew up in the country i still had birthday parties what are you fucking uh, so what, talking what's about? your what's your last unpopular my last opinion? popular opinion and i think this this might relate to you do you like star wars I've yet to meet anybody that can beat me in Star Wars trivia. So I love Star Wars more than any person in the world. Okay, it and there's like a no challenge. way. And I already know this about you uh, that you do like Star Wars a lot. He has seen the first one, maybe, and saw, he I doesn't know first, who Obi Wan Kenobi is. I saw is. episode. The, the I saw episode Menace? four through six. No, and actually, the Phantom Menace. I always say is because. Uh, because uh, you were still uh, 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 a zygote, oh, you were not even you weren't even unpopular thing. opinion okay. already. But my my last unpopular opinion is I hate all of the new Star Wars movies that have come out in the past six years. Oh, the the um, sequel. The no the yeah the sequels, the not the prequels. Era. Yes, I can't um, I can't stand any of them. There there was talk of retconning it. I doubt they're going to do that. I know Kathleen Kennedy. Is stepping down, um, and Kathleen Kennedy. It's over. Is like the Disney protege. There's no of more. George Lucas. I really can't say that I cared for the sequel trilogy. I don't think it played out in a way that was a proper continuation of the storyline of. This is like this. His face is the same face that I make when you guys start talking about jazz right now. That's all I'm trying to say. You know, (laughs) it's like they ended the the whole entire saga 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 saying you know the rise of Skywalker. The entire um, lineage is supposed to be about the Skywalker era. Uh huh. And they didn't give Luke or Leia a fucking kid. Did not address anything. Anything concerned to that? No. They just all of a sudden, you know, this was supposed to be the main point. You know, I. The Force Awakens was a, a rehash of, of New Hope. Yeah, I agree. Last Jedi had some fuzzy feelings. It was whenever okay. Luke was involved. 
Luke was not the Luke that I wanted to be. Nope. If you look at the comic books happening in between, it was awesome. Luke was the Luke that I wanted him to be. But then you get to The Last Jedi, and it was like... The worst they were movie try- I've ever seen. They were just trying to make up for it. Palpatine was awesome in those movies. Where did he come from? There's a whole it, thing. There's not. Uh, there, yeah. There, Anyways, uh, you gotta just read the comic books. The comic uh, books. I shouldn't have to read anything but that, to go see a movie. Exactly. <laughs> that movie exactly. was awful. And that's the problem. And I don't know if it's a good idea to retcon it, but if I was to pick a favorite part of Star Wars for me, it's definitely pre-episode four. I, yeah, I will the say original. that you cannot beat me on any trivia pre-episode four of Star Wars. I will be. Especially yeah. Clone Wars era. Have you watched Star Wars Clone Wars, the anime series? No. Fuck you then. I really like Darth <laughs> Vader a lot. Don't talk to me. I'm what a big ta- Darth Vader guy. Darth Vader guy? That's not. Who was Darth Vader? Darth Vader. <laughs> <laughs> What's your unpopular opinion, Jack? I know you got okay, one. Okay, yeah. All right. So uh, we, we've agreed. Maybe it's it's... Uh, me and Jax share one shared unpopular opinion. But what is your seventh and, and final unpopular opinion so we can end this podcast and eat some burgers? Uh, on what? Uh, uh, any, anything. Uh, you said you had one earlier. Uh, I, I, I don't like Hamilton. Yeah, you don't I like really Hamilton. I really don't like Hamilton. The, Hamilton the music what? is just so... You don't like, you don't like $10 bills? <laughs> it seems very convenient. You don't, like the music? you don't like the metric system? I hate the music. You hate the music? I, I really don't like the music. I enjoyed it. I haven't seen for it. what it was for it being a Broadway interpretation of hip-hop, you know? It, it feels like I I think I posted this on Instagram is that um, the, the verses made in Hamilton – like the rap verses. Yeah. It felt like you found that one guy that could rap in high school that was in your theater program. <laughs> and you're like, wow, you can kind of rap. But you know that's what it is, And though. they're like, wow, you can really rap. And they totally overhyped it. I'm just – I was listening to the album because I, I taught a camp two years ago. Where he like did a verse, uh, or one of the campers did a verse of, um, uh, from Hamilton. I'm like, you know, lyrically and performance wise, you know, e- even after listening to the actual album version, I just wasn't impressed. I it just felt very like we're trying to do this. I'm like. You tried. There's, there's, there, there's <laughs> yeah. definitely, there, there's definitely an element of it that that's definitely overhyped because of the the context of what's going on. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think if you take into to account, and I, I'm a huge hip hop fan. You know, I love, I, like, I'm a huge hip hop fan. Yeah, me too. Okay. Uh, so <laughs> if you take into account, the f- <laughs> <laughs> I was just doing to make him laugh. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm a performer. What do you want me to do, bud? <laughs> <laughs> Fight the studio guy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if, uh, if you take into account that that's exactly what it is—a Broadway interpretation yeah. of hip hop—then I thought it was pretty decent for what it was. You know, I think it's different. You haven't even watched it yet. I, uh, but just 
So you have no you have no opinion on it then? Yeah, but you like, haven't watched it. Oh, okay, I get that. But it's <laughs> but like every other musical, I've seen a lot of musicals before. Yeah, and they're all scarred by a lot of music. Yeah, like everybody had to go watch Sound of Music in fourth grade, yeah. and like that's awful. Yeah, it's boring. Yeah, it's boring. Yeah, so fucking change it up, and he changed it up, so he's an innovator. Yeah. Just yeah, I I get what you're saying though, Jack. But at the same time, I, I it, for for what it is, you know, I, I can appreciate it for what it is. Uh, I haven't seen it. You know, it's a musical, and you know, there is a bunch of controversy on the historical aspect. There's no historical. There, there's, 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 there's no accuracy. <laughs> like, we were talking about this there's earlier. No accuracy there's accuracy earlier yeah, before you came no over. There's no historical accuracy. Uh huh. Right. But you don't you don't go to a Broadway <laughs> musical to find Learn historical history. accuracy. Okay. I know. First I, off, it's like it, first off, it's an all black cast playing in all white. <laughs> first off, so on the face of it, you know this is not historically accurate. Why not? Just just, <laughs> just well, exactly. Just, I posted. I'm like, you know, the lyrics and the the music is like. At face value, trying to represent hip hop values. Doesn't and, seem like it's and they're like, like part of well, the time at you, all. Don't you know it's in a time frame of <laughs> you know historical value? I'm like, yeah, it feels you know so Jack, lying about it. Yeah, you it's, know, right? It's 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 all a lie. Have we you get seen it. the have, whole thing's a lie in its face. Jack, have we you seen it. Amadeus before? Yes. Yes, I, he's never seen it before. No. But uh, uh, Amadeus is a great uh, movie that is historically inaccurate uh, for what actually happened. Yeah. But they have like all the uh, sets and time periods and everything that are extremely historically accurate. Yeah, yeah. About absolutely. like what it was like, and they even had like the harpsichords and everything. It's an incredible, incredible movie that they made in 1984. The one best uh, 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 costume and everything like that. But uh, uh, again. It's an opera with hip hop, dude. It's so hard to determine <laughs> because, especially now, it's not going to be accurate so at all. Much, things have so much production value; they have yeah, so I much know. money behind it. Yeah. I think it's like, a good idea. I, I, I like, I like it. I haven't even seen it. I'm it's, not opposed to him. On paper, I, I like I, it. I just think <sighs> it's art. Right, yeah, it I, is, I think it's, it's overhyped. Right. Yeah, it's it's, it's okay. Yeah, it's yeah. it's it's definitely overhyped. De- I can agree definitely with you on that. disagree. I think it's innovative. You haven't even itself. watched it yet. You have you not up. Just the, watched it. Just yeah. the thought of it and the the idea of it is very innovative. You haven't even watched it yet. Anyway, hip hop. This has been musical. You don't even like hip hop. This this has been another episode of Bottom of the Bill. Thank All you right. guys so much for tuning in. This is Jack Miller. Make sure you follow him on uh, was it Jack? Did you know that your that your Instagram name sounds like you're performing a sexual favor to a drum kit? <laughs> oh, Jesus you <Christ>. know, <laughs> shut up. All right, so my my Instagram is Jack and the Drums. But you know what's funny is that my <laughs> <laughs> wait, how do you my, spell my it? My Facebook page actually recently got removed for. Uh, sexual content probably because you said you hate hamilton <laughs> yeah you can't say you uh, hate Hamilton. darn me you know <laughs> that's, that's why fa- i couldn't tag you in the shares or my, my facebook page opinion. jack miller music one was removed for um a controversial sexual content how'd you spell one <laughs> Uh, well, so what kind of sexual content? W-O-N. Yeah, so it was because you call it Jack and the Drums? Is why that's, that's why they removed I you? I have no idea. I actually submitted a claim to them. Well, so. Jack's figuring his Facebook out right now. I, follow feeling, him on Jack and the Drums. I, if I don't have my Facebook and I have my life, I'm fi- figuring my Facebook <laughs> life out. But you can follow me on Jack and the Drums. Yeah, on I Instagram. forgot. 
Where he forgets this. He forgets to cheers, and then if you'd like to plug anything, you want to plug anything? Do you want to plug um, anything? Yeah, yeah. Please uh, follow Bold City Music. Bold City Music. Uh, visit boldcitymusic.com. Um, uh, follow uh, LPT on Facebook. They're really good. Instagram. I recommend they're, them. They're awesome band. You won't be disappointed. I promise you. Um. And yeah, please please just stay tuned. You know, we we have a great music video for LPT coming out on July thirty first, uh, from the track Los Bravos. Uh, that means the brave. It does. Yeah. Good job. It's great. I wish I had taken <laughs> Spanish in high school. You know. Um, oh, what's the year? Oh, um, go follow it. Static, uh, Static the MC Static on. Instagram, uh, we released a new track about two months ago. Um, that's really, really good. There's a album, his debut album called Trap Always Open on uh, Spotify and all streaming platforms that you can go listen to. It's awesome. I love that album. That was my first real professional album that I mixed, and it, oh, yeah. it was just such a great learning experience. and very very fun i mean yeah please please just keep up with me um follow me on instagram add me on facebook <laughs> i promise i haven't Once done page anything comes back. sexually weird as <laughs> facebook claims uh, and it's three hours i i don't have an ice cream truck or anything. all right <laughs> it's three hours till tony 305's birthday so please comment on his page I yeah, believe, happy, I can't believe it. Tony, that. happy uh, birthday. I can't believe it's going to be your birthday. birthday. A lot of great happy things birthday. going on in Jacksonville, everybody. Keep tuning Bottom of the Bill and keep tuning everything Jack's got going on. in this city. Yes, watch Bottom of the Bill. Yeah, watch Bottom uh, of the Bill, and then, yeah, that's about it. And uh, we'll see you guys next time. All right. Adios, muchachos.